So we just talk shit, yeah? Yeah, that's Thank it. God, we're going to try, but David's rustling that fucking wrapper. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the audio listeners. I'm fucking so hungry. What are you eating? Hershey's chocolate uh, cookies and cream. That's a terrible choice, bro. Why so? Mm. That's lunch as well. Hershey's got to be the worst brand of chocolate, in my opinion. No, it's not great chocolate. I've gone Kinder Bueno, personally. What is the worst? No, that's what I've oh, got. Oh, oh, right, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you see how, how far his eyebrows went up there? <laughs> my brain went, this is what's wrong with this country. <laughs> I had about three seconds before he fucking laid into me. <laughs> Kinder Bueno's are fucking delicious. Yeah. Uh, I don't, mm, I mean, I... I'm the crunchy s- ones, I'm not the soft a ones. Sweet person, yeah, I was gonna say anything. on this basis, we're not trusting you with any. Yeah, I don't know. I was, any ratings? Said to him in the shop, is it a bit mad getting like Magnum wine and doing chocolate? But mm. I feel like I'm gonna have nasty shits later. I was there was these group of guys who I guess were going on the world's poshest stag. Mm. We good? Cool. Cool. Thank you. There was these guys who I guess were going on the world's poshest stag right on the mm. train yesterday. And they were having dark chocolate and prosecco in plastic glasses, so and they were talking so obnoxiously loud. <laughs> I wanted to go over and just fucking slam their faces dark against the table over and over the again. At the moment. <laughs> you know those guys who talk like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I got so fucked. Clapham's fine. Yeah, bro, it's actually mad. Bro, like. it was a mazza last night. Bro, bro, like. You know, you know, I've been always so honest with Charlie. You know how they talk, how their lives are so important. It's always been like Charlie's. So dramatic. Like, bro, like everyone wanted to get him out of the friendship group, but I stuck up for him. (laughs) Shut up. You bastard. No one likes you and your shit haircut. Can't lie, Made in Chelsea was my bag back in the day, though. Oh, Made in Chelsea. You know what? I was watching the um, the clip the other day of Spencer. And he was like, how do you expect me to respect you when you allow me to cheat on you? Oh, man. Oh, man, that you know inspired every, people. Every time man. I watched that, I was like, fuck, I don't remember it being this bad. Yeah, bro. It, it, it seems like it's a lot worse when you watch it back, isn't it? Bro, there's a lot of stuff that people said on that program that I I bet they pray just gets removed from the internet. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because they were told, that when that show came out, they were told, do it. Yeah. Go hard. But over the last few years, obviously the world's changed dramatically. <laughs> so there's a lot of even that show didn't even come out that long ago. But there's already so many outdated oh, yeah. stuff on there. I can't do that. I can't do that. Like even even that clip that we we're just talking about, that can't run at all. Made in Chelsea as well. Not made in Chelsea. Um, Tawi. what's it called? Towie. That's Tawi. the one. Is that even still on the TV? Did you actually watch Towie? No, I never watched Towie. I kind of knew like the like I, like, I quite like Joe. Yes, to be fair. Like, I watched them on the um, what's the hotel thing you done with Spencer? I can't remember what it's called, but you know, basically it have to be like um, hotel stuff or whatever else. But oh not, yeah, 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 yeah. There's not many yeah. of them out of Tower that I've really enjoyed. But we live, like, you're from like, Hertfordshire, yeah, near enough. Like um, a lot of them kind of ground my gears a little bit. Like just the whole like Essex thing, like because it's just super. I think fake, but yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of that. I, I like um, what's his name? Pete Wicks. Pete Wicks is is good laugh. I don't know the who that is. Pirate, you. Um, super long hair. Does like shows with um, the guy from Sam, Chelsea, Sam, Sam Thompson. Yeah, oh, they got right. a little pod together. It's actually quite good. To be yeah, he's like. There's a couple of them that I find funny. Like Gemma, I find Gemma Collins quite funny. I like Gemma Collins. Yeah, yeah, she's. I like. She was I the like, best one on that show. Yeah, I like that. But like the the majority of it, I think, is just a bit. I um I did a show. A couple of weeks ago, and the entire audience was just like Essex boys and Essex girls, right? Yeah. And I grew up in a very, I didn't grow up in Essex, but a lot of people in my area were like, my granddad's from East London. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Right. 
I'm a fucking animal. Yeah, like they, they, <laughs> like they're so proud. You know who are the most dangerous people on the night out, right? Those group of boys who grew up rich, but they grew up rich because their dads did really well oh, out yeah. of a blue collar business. Like their dad owns like a scaffolding empire. <laughs> yeah. Bro, they will bite you and then you'll go missing in Epping Forest. <laughs> Those guys, you know, they've, and because they've been boxing since like the age oh, of yeah, four yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had like 14 amateur fights. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like me and Billy Joe Saunders started together. Do you know what I mean? Tyson Fury's my uncle. Do you know what I mean? Those guys. And it was a group of those lads, right? And I had a nightmare with those boys in secondary school. So as a comedian, it was therapy mm. to go on there and just lay into it. They thought they were loving it. They thought we were just having a having a good time. No, yeah. bro, that I needed that. Yeah, um, fuck the laughs, you lot over there, you cunts with your fake teeth. Thank you very much because of you, my family in Turkey can send their kids to private school. <laughs> I mean, now that you mentioned it, obviously you're a comedian. How often do you get the conversation? It's like, oh, you're a comedian. Go on, tell me a joke then. Last night. <laughs> Come on then, funny boy. Last <laughs> Make night, me laugh. Last night on a train, right? Two white women, shout out, um, sh- sh- Joe and Charlene, or something like that. Yeah, Charlene, that. something like that. Two white women uh, on the train going to Bradford. Oh, you're a comedian. Tell us a joke. I just shouted terrorism as loud as I could. <laughs> Knowing damn well two white women from Peterborough are going to shit themselves. Oh, you can't say that. I'm like, no, you can't say that. Okay. And then I was like, <laughs> and I was like, have you ever said the P word? And she's like, I don't even know what the P word is. I was like, yeah, you do. Go you on. do. You know what the P word is. She's like, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. So I'm what, not going to do so it. So how was the life though? Like, obviously I saw you for the first time like um, October-ish time. And I've sat fucking front row. That was my first comedy show as well. Though. Really? Yeah, yeah, first comedy show. So I sat like literally front row. And um, did you get abuse? Not really, because like as soon as I speak, <sighs> fucking deep voice kids like yeah. I don't think I spoke to you. In no, you didn't. No, no, I think no. a couple of the other comedians spoke to, spoke to me, but um, you bullied someone in the row behind me. Mm. Is, that, is that is that like what you do when when you find easy picking? You're just like yeah, you're you're the joke in the moment. Yeah, some people are fair targets. Yeah, like for example, a group of young lads. No one gives a shit about a group of young lads getting picked on. Yeah, yeah. gentlemen. If anything. It's therapeutic for everyone involved mm. for me to pick on you because everyone's had a bad running with a group of young lads. Yeah. So if I cuss out a group of young lads for being a group of young lads, everyone that is just enjoying it, they're reveling in it because it's kind of like, it's kind of like a break from reality in a way because yeah. I'm saying the things to those people that they wish they could say in their everyday lives. And yeah. it's like almost like relief. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So like a group of young lads, always fair game. Um, What's something that you'd like to stay away from if you're like, ah, mm, I could see a joke there, but you probably uh, shouldn't. Someone's dead mum or something like that, just kind of swiftly. I mean, if I can, if yeah. I sometimes. If there's a joke there. If there's a joke that I can, you know? Yeah. Also, is it is it like dependent on the night? Like, if, if like laugh, laughs are bouncing off fucking every single wall, you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to try. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like as a comedian, you have you a, res- to, you have a responsibility to push the boundaries. Like yeah. I love um, like Dave Chappelle is like one of my favorite uh, comedians just for the fact that he'll always push the boundaries. Like obviously mm. he has like the whole like transgender jokes and whatever else. But in do you like to risk it? Because you're in a, you're in an environment where I feel like you can because mm-hmm. everyone's gone there for you don't go to a comedy show and feel like oh, I'm just gonna fucking stay here, screw face and yeah. If he says anything, I'm gonna fucking get up and heckle him to pieces. But yeah. everyone's gone there for like a good laugh. Yeah. Is in that situation, do you feel like I'm entitled to risk it? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I do. Um, for example, I had a mixed race couple in the front row a few weeks ago. And I don't know what I don't know how it came to me, but in the moment my brain said, Oh, you guys are like those um couples they get on Gogglebox for diversity reasons. <laughs> in Brentford <laughs> In Brentford, Kwame and his girlfriend Lisa, you know? <laughs> and then I asked him what his name was. And he weren't too far away from Kwame it was, it was and I asked him what her name was. Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so close to being accurate. And while I was saying it, Straight away, I was like, all right, check the other black people in the audience. Are they okay? <laughs> Everyone's good. Everyone's good. We've made it. Yeah, We've made that, it to the other is side. That, is that all your, like, your sets as well? You've got to check for like, all, like audience control in it. Like just, how'd that, how'd that one do? How'd that one land? Yeah. Uh, black guy's laughing. Yeah. Yeah, white guy's laughing. Not too hard though. Sometimes I'll yell at people if they're not laughing. Okay. If it's going well. Like if there's like one guy not laughing. I'll take the piss out of him for yeah. not laughing and yeah. try and break. Because some some people come to a comedy show and like play this game called Try Not To Laugh. Yeah. Legit, yeah. they're just there like straight faced. Like some people look like they're soulless at mm. comedy shows. There was this one girl at a show a few weeks ago in Greenwich and I was watching her the whole show because she just looked miserable the yeah. whole time. I was like, just go home. Yeah. You don't need to be here. You're ruining this. Yeah, yeah, and comedians notice it when you see it, you can't unsee it. So, like, let's say there's 400 people in an audience. If one person's not laughing and the lights allow me to see them, I will fixate on them. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, they're, yeah. The, they're the odd, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're the, the odd, odd one. Like 399 people that aren't fucking laughing. It's like a spotlight shines on them and you can't unsee the fuckers. Yeah. It's very distracting. <laughs> so, in, a, in like a comedy set, like, I'm sure you've done it all, like, whether, whether you be the first person or the last person. Where is your favourite spot to be? Because obviously the first person has to warm up the crowd and the last person has to put on the, the show for the finish. I like opening the second half. Okay. Or headlining. Because? Because they're warm. Okay. Opening, sometimes you can get a cold room. Mm. Opening second half, they've had two opportunities to drink. Yeah. When they've come in and at the break. Yeah. So when you open the second half... They're hot and ready for you, you so, know? It's uh, another thing, yeah. So when I when I went to a show, oh my God, there was these two fucking girls that wouldn't stop. Oh, I forgot about them. Fucking dickheads. So, so like, they, I don't even know what they were saying, but everything that, I think you'd already performed at this point, but yeah, they, they were it, was drunk. A sec, it was the second half, so they were like wasted. One was Somali and yeah, the other yeah. one was maybe Turkish or something. Something like yeah, that. And yeah. um, every single thing this guy was saying, they'd have an answer for. With hecklers, what's mm. your, are you make a joke out of them so everyone can laugh at them and kind of just shut this up as, as quick as possible or you just what i do is what hecklers don't realize is the comedian has the power because mm. we have a light on us a microphone and we're trained for these scenarios yeah. and we've seen these scenarios you're probably not gonna win yeah do you know what i mean so i'll just try and cook them as fast as possible yeah. like i'll insult every aspect of their being <laughs> within three seconds <laughs> If their ears are a little big, oh, gonna mention that. <laughs> if you said something, if you um, if you like fucked up the sentence, yeah, gonna mention oh, how you can get through the sentence. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> as soon as they fuck up a word, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> little boy, what's going on? You okay? Should we get you back to key stage two? <laughs> Is that your girlfriend or your carer? You know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, little lines that. Comedians just have in the bank. So your so your action is just like shut this up as quick as possible. Shut it up. Um, sometimes you get good moments where, okay, sometimes you have moments with audience interaction where you have to let the audience win mm. for the betterment of the show. So I put up a clip a few weeks ago, a few days ago, 
where I called someone in the front row short. Okay. But I didn't realize that he was actually quite tall. <laughs> and he stood, he was in the front row and he stood up and he was at least four inches taller than me. <laughs> right? And the audience went wild. Yeah, yeah. And my job isn't to protect my ego. My job is to entertain, entertain the audience. And I was like, in that moment, my brain said, it's good if he wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. better for the show if he wins. So I gave him a round of applause and I said, to be fair, you probably got a bigger cock than me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes comedians can get stuck in their little feelings mm. about things. If you're going to destroy a heckler, you've got to make sure you look composed. Okay. Otherwise, the audience is going to get a little, it's just going to turn into a fist fight. Yeah, yeah. You have to do it with a smile on your face. Has your head ever gone though? Pardon? Has your head ever gone? Yeah. <laughs> massively i've told an audience to shut the fuck up i start calling i start calling um a group i called a group of women ugly <laughs> is, is that not even as a joke just, just like, like you're all ugly <laughs> i hope you like so basically i asked i asked a group of women i was like have you guys ever been catcalled and they all they will stush nothing yeah obviously they've been catcalled there's a group of 10 women not one of them's ever been catcalled in their lives yeah. statistically impossible and they were being miserable the entire night and ruining everyone's sets. And I drove two hours to Croydon. I don't know if you boys are from Croydon, but Croydon's a shithole, <laughs> right? Are you from Croydon? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I nearly got hit by a tram that day, so I was in a bad mood. I'm underground. I'm in the basement of a VR place on Croydon High Street. It's not Hollywood, <laughs> yeah? Like, I'm, that's like the epitome of being a volunteer comedian at that point <laughs> in my career, right? So when they didn't laugh, I was like, you know what, you're ugly. I hope you never find love. <laughs> if you do have a boyfriend, I hope he cheats on you. Like, I just, I completely <laughs> lost my ag. And then they started laughing. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's what you wanted this entire time. <laughs> it wasn't a result I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like work, it's like, if you're like having sex with your partner and you didn't know what they wanted. And then one day you did something weird, like you spat in their earlobe and something and they come for the first time. You're like, really? That's oh. the thing? <laughs> That's what I needed to do. <laughs> Spit in the earlobe. Interesting. Yeah, I've, I've, I just found I found like the comic comedic space like super super interesting. Just for how fucking, I mean, let's talk about like the fucking. Obviously, comedy wasn't the first. Was it the first thing that is that comedy like what you always wanted to do? It's always been my baby. Always in been my your baby. Head, yeah. What happened? What happened when you said to your parents, "Listen, whatever I'm doing, gonna drop that. Gonna bang jokes." My parents call me a volunteer comedian. Still. What, even now? Still, yeah, still. <laughs> my mum, almost every week without fail, comes into my room, right, and goes, so where are you volunteering this week? <laughs> it's her favourite joke. It's, it hasn't been funny for about six months. <laughs> still doing your little little comedian thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'll do a theatre show in front of 800 people and she'll say, oh, it's nice for them to have you on. <laughs> As if, like... I'm like a, like a make a wish or something. Yeah, just like hit the diversity bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice of them to have you on. I think she, now she's doing it on purpose yeah. because it's clear as day that I'm doing it now. Yeah, but at yeah. the start, she was being dead serious. How much do you have to like value your like confidence? Because obviously it's not fucking easy to get up on a stage and literally tell jokes that you probably made up for months and months and months to randoms. You know, you, for, like, you know, when you start comedy, you need to be a little bit delusional. Okay. Because you're shit. When you start? Yeah. Mm. You Most nine people out of ten are dog shit. I was dog shit. Um, you get the odd person who's just, for whatever reason, they just landed on a good five minutes straight away, for whatever yeah. reason that might be. Whether they progress anywhere from that, that's another question. Um, but I was dog shit when I started. Go on, walk us through your first 
I could tell you my opening joke. Go on. Hello, my name is Musinya Salada. I've been an ethnic minority for 22 years now. My first encounter with a white man was at UK Border Control. He was a lovely man, God bless him, until he tasered my auntie. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess you live and learn, unless you're my auntie. Jesus. That was dead. That's a very dark way to open was dead. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dead. It was so dead. But I wrote that. And I was like, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I wrote that in my university library. Like, no one look at my laptop. This is going to be in a museum one day. It's <laughs> the start of my career. Oh, fuck the student loan. You know, you know what was so egotistical Netflix about it? <laughs> I googled script template and I wrote it in a script template. For whatever reason. <laughs> As if you can just write out fucking marks of word. As if like one day this is going to be in like the fucking natural history museum. And people are going to be taking photos of it. But you gotta ha you gotta have a little bit of delusion to think you that you're gonna get better at it. Yeah. And I did have that, and thankfully I did get better at it. I'm still getting better at it, but you need to that first year is rough. Okay. A lot of bombing. So a lot talk of bombing. so talk about bombing then, because obviously that is like the I think that's that's the main thing people want to hear about, just like the bad the bad Bro, times. I've never done this, but some idiots bring dates to their open mic nights Mental. and just bomb in front of their dates. What are you doing? That's just what are you doing? Like I'm not a, I'm not big into this ick stuff, but that would give me an ick. Yeah. Watching a date just like die on stage with shit jokes. Room silent in the rush. Oh, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Really, no. is there? And also, open mic nights are not fun. It's not a professional comedy show. Mm. It's not like the shows at White City where it's a good lineup. It's people doing comedy for the first time. It looks like we're in a mental health clinic. And the practitioner said, everyone write down their feelings <laughs> and get up there and talk. That's an open mic night. So what, where was your first open, open mic night? Lions Den Comedy Club in Piccadilly Circus. Nice. And at least you started out in London. Pardon? So at least you started in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I pissed on my leg. <laughs> what? Yeah. So basically what happened. <laughs> so I did this open mic night and they don't tell you when you're going on. Mm. They pick the names out of a hat. It's fucking random. Yeah, it's random, and you might not get on, and you pay a fiver, bro. It's mental, <laughs> right? And I came. It's a with... sure way to make you anxious as fuck. Yeah, before yeah. your first yeah, yeah, one, yeah, 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 yeah. it could be you, or you might not be on at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I brought loads of people, like oh, an well, idiot. You thought this was yeah, boys. This was is like, my you want to come see my genius? <laughs> Listen, I've been working on fire in the library for the last six months, Listen, and you're you about to record it, make some content views of TikTok. Come here, come on, come and witness the birth of a king. <laughs> Chappelle's coming. <laughs> and I I was drinking a lot of water because my mouth was going dry because I was so nervous. Mm. Drink more water, more wee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it was a vicious... Simple math. Simple yeah, maths. yeah, yeah. Vicious <laughs> cycle. Yeah. So I was running to the toilet every now and then going, okay, I need the piss. <laughs> They're risky wees because you could go on at any moment. So I was pissing and then I heard, please welcome to the stage. Musin Yesalada, bro. I ran with my cock still out. <laughs> So piss was going everywhere while I was putting my thing and I had piss all down my... I could feel the piss going down my leg while I was on stage. And I bombed. <laughs> Pissed down my leg. Went to the breakfast club or the diner or some shit after. Walked home and said, this is what I want to do with my life. <laughs> Good first day. That's the uh, thing, though. Ego. I look. I went through that and went. I'll smash that. <laughs> <laughs> Composure, <laughs> boys. Composure. A bit, too, a bit too good at this. Yeah. Know? That's the thing. Like fucking. I'd imagine that open mic night. There's fucking people make or break. Just 
they had like you can always have an idea like we had an idea to do this but if the first one was a complete shit god knows if we would continue doing it but open mic nights are a combination of people who are supremely talented and might have a big future in this and people who should probably be watched while brushing their teeth <laughs> there's no there's no middle ground yeah it, there's some nutters doing comedy yeah there's some people homeless people sometimes come and have a go like <laughs> on drugs just walk in sign up and some open mic likes you can do that and they're kind of like ah the prime minister's trying to kill me <laughs> all right <laughs> the prime minister's trying to kill me and my mum owes me 40 quids can i get that from like, one of you wrap this up <laughs> And that's that. Imagine the homeless guys getting in before you. Yeah, could you imagine? He's, <laughs> yeah. fucking, he's fucking hell. Smash it. And smash it and you come in. Everyone's falling out their chairs yeah. laughing. And you're like, all right, I'm not homeless. Fuck off. That's another you got thing. pissed yeah. down your leg. Good yeah. job. That's another thing then. So, like, so, so you said you like doing the second half because people have two opportunities to drink and then they're in a the vibe whatever. What happens? I mean, it's not really that the same related question, but like, what happens if the person in front of you absolutely kills it? Like people are wetting themselves. Do you feel pressure? Mm, sometimes. Or would you rather them have like a howler and then you're like, oh, fucking, I can't Not a howler. Yeah, but then they're probably, Not the audience is a bit... Mm. A howler's rough because now you've got to do damage control. Okay. Good set. Sometimes when someone absolutely smashes it. There's a comedian called Kane Brown. He's my favourite comedian in the UK, right? Um, have you ever seen Kane Brown? Fucking hilarious. Um, Kojo's doing a show... Backyard, oh, I yeah. highly recommend you go to it. Um, might even be tomorrow in Sunday at Backyard Comedy Club. He's the head, he's headlining it, okay, bro. He's so funny, like, probably the funniest in the probably the funniest guy in the country, in my opinion. Mm. Right? I had to go on after him once, and people are laughing while I'm doing my opening joke, but they're not laughing at my opening joke. Oh, they're laughing. They still haven't gained composure from the wild shit he just said. Oh, shit, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's really good, man. Okay, so how... Um, so, I, me- I remember your set. I don't think it was... It was. I remember you had a couple of jokes about, like, like beatings and getting <laughs> licked with a cricket back and whatever. Oh, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, how far do you like to push with, like, the... Because I, I, I love dark comedy. Like, yeah. I like, I like it as dark as possible. Yeah. Um... Do you try to get your sets towards that or? I mean, I try and make my jokes fair. Okay. Like if I'm going to, like, for example, let's say I make a joke about like, I don't know, like, like race or mental health or something. I try and make the jokes within the sphere of appropriateness for me to say. Yeah. You know, you got to make calculated decisions of what you're qualified and not qualified to be speaking on. Yeah. And the joke, the riskier the joke, the funnier it has to be. Yeah. There's no point. People are like, like risky comedy is great, but like anyone can go up there and just say wild shit. That's not funny. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Turks own kebab shops. Way, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, chili yeah. sauce, garlic sauce, mate. Way, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, all right, well done. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, the riskier it is, the funnier it has to be for it to work in my opinion. To be fair, stuff I say is really isn't that wild because I don't really get too political or anything like that. Most of the targets of my joke are family members, okay. which I have their permission to slag off. <laughs> like, obviously, there's a lot about my dad and stuff like that. Like, I've got a bit about Philip Schofield right now, but I don't think anyone's going to be mad about me cussing Philip Schofield. I would love to hear this. Thank you very much. 
So, <laughs> actually, it's actually about David Attenborough, technically. So the bit goes, right? Imagine if David Attenborough turned out to be a nonce. That would be so heartbreaking. Yeah. That would be so heartbreaking. Imagine if David Attenborough was out here grabbing willies and asses. Do you know what I mean? You know what's the mad thing about David Attenborough? If it came out that he was a little bit inappropriate. Even the wokest of the woke, like the queen of veganism and climate change, would defend him. Yeah. Like a woman would be on social media like, he grabbed my ass. And they'll be like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You confused him. You're wearing white fur. He thought you were a polar bear, you slag. Shut up. <laughs> Jesus. But they would. Yeah. Definitely. They would protect him and they would like and that's the thing. That's why Bill Cosby got away with it for so long. I was so literally, long. I was literally yeah. the first person I thought about. I remember Because people couldn't believe it. I remember someone had a bit about um they were basically comparing what Bill Cosby's like <laughs> Bill Cosby getting done for what he got done for in comparison to like the the new age. They were like today I think it was Dave Chappelle, he was like, Imagine Kevin Hart came out saying that he'd raped forty something people. You'd be heartbroken. <laughs> But that's their generation for Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm for mate. I think I think it's also like some of these people that defend these people that have like such I wanna say um like nostalgic ties. That comes into it like immediately because they're just like, oh, but he made me laugh like in 1979 and da, 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 but it's an it's like psychologically, it almost feels like an attack on your whole identity. Yeah. Like let's say I'm not a big... I mean, I didn't grow up watching Bill Cosby. Mm, but, like, if it came out that Will Smith and Uncle Phil were hella inappropriate... Like, the Will Smith slap yeah. did hurt a little bit. Like, it's harder to watch Fresh Prince now. I think it was just fucking... I felt sorry for Will Smith, bruv. Really? You feel bad for Will Smith? What? His missus was chopping his son's mate. Oh, that. Yeah. No, I'm talking oh, about the oh, slap. the slap. The slap. The slap. The slap. The slap. Yeah, that I felt bad for him. Yeah, yeah, Will Smith was a dickhead for slapping him. But has it has it impacted your ability to enjoy Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? It has a little bit. Yeah. Because the identity of Will Smith, how I've characterized Will Smith in my head, is that cool, calm, collected, composed yeah. guy that I, w I wanted to be as a child. And now I know... What is, actually, that's a great yeah. thing. That's a great segue, actually. So, yeah. as a comedian, what did you think about the Will Smith slap? Obviously, he's gone up there to slap Chris Rock for, I think, making a half decent. It was, I think it was a very light joke. Out of all jokes he could have made. He I could mean, have talked about the entanglement, could have talked about everything else, but made a quick, bold, like, alopecia joke. He slapped Chris Rock, but he really wa he was slapping himself. Yeah. Subconsciously, <laughs> you know? Like, it had less to do... Chris was just the wrong person at the wrong time in the wrong place you know like if will will smith was people say it's a light joke but will smith was here yeah the line was there of what he could take and although it's like a little minor joke it took him there and he yeah. snapped yeah yeah bro being married to jada smith is hard man Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. Oh my god! Yeah, come on, this come do the podcast where I just talk about how I shagged your yeah. son's mate for, and we'll and we'll do a series on it. The reason Will Smith hasn't left that marriage is because Will Smith is obsessed with success. Yeah. And divorce, in his mind, is a failure that he can't accept. Hundred percent. So he would rather try and make something that's clearly broken work, than just get the divorce 100%. and be happier. Because like. It's Will Smith, bro. Yeah. Who couldn't Will... Like, I'm sure he was chopping Margaret... He must have been chopping Margaret Robbie when they'd done Focus. I pray he was. I pray he was. Yeah. 
I've like not to get like super fucking men, men, men. But oh, you know what I mean, boys. Yeah, <laughs> bloody hell, I but would. You know, you know what I mean? When you see like a, just a fellow, a fellow guy just like doing bad and just like life doesn't go in his way. You just hope you. I hope you're. I hope you're getting it back. Mm. Somehow, I hope the universe is giving it back to you. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure women feel that for each other else because like more more than not they they see each other go through like rough situations. But just I don't. I, don't, I mean. I don't know Will Smith. I don't know. Don't know if you could tell, but get mm. me like I hope. He, I hope he's getting it back. Mm. Hopefully, because if he's not, bro, that is L's on. I'm L's sure. On L's. I mean, you're Will Smith. You can. He can get it back. Yeah. You'd like to think he did. Still you know, got his hairline, everything. I've been saying. I've been seeing people say this online, and I agree with it. Willow Smith is my favorite Nepo baby. Ooh, I, I need. To, I need to do a ranking for Nepo babies, but I'm not angry at that. I, I prefer Willow to Jaden. Oh yeah, Jaden's a little bit jarring. Yeah, Willow's got a nice voice, and yeah, she's yeah, be- yeah. like, I've listened to the um the Spotify versions of those songs that are popular mm. on TikTok. The acoustics are way better. Yeah, with Sesame, she's probably got a lot of like record label people fucking up her shit. Yeah, and when she gets to do acoustic things, it's much better. But she is clearly talented, and as far as Nepo babies go, she's the f- my favorite young one. There's yeah. older Nepo babies who are great, like Ben Stiller is a great Nepo baby. Yeah, yeah. But he's much older. Um, Brooklyn like, Beckham's the worst Nepo baby. Oh, she's about to talk about the Beckhams. Um, no, nah, not even Brooklyn. What's the fucking? What's the kid that plays for Brentford? Um, oh, what? Um, Cruz? Cruz? Ro- Romeo? 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 No, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I feel. I feel sorry for them in a in like, like that much. I feel sorry for them that much because like mm. like a, like a Ronaldinho and like a David Beckham. Like these are like legends in the game, and yeah. you're like meant to like live up to them and. Clearly, you're not. Cause you do, they don't have the struggle. Like they, you need the struggle to like. They didn't come from like, no. council flats. They grew up in fucking LA, in, like yeah, seventeen bedroom mansions. They don't have like, the the council flat struggle. Like no one wants to hear how you overcame. Did it? Oh, no. I can't stand when people who come from that level of wealth so absentmindedly talk about overcoming obstacles. Shut up! Oh, yeah, Shut yeah, up! Yeah, like. It's nothing to do with like I would have like got here through hard yeah. work. Oh, fuck off. You know I, I've I've just been through it as much as everyone. Like this morning, the chef didn't have avocado for my toast, so you know I just had it raw with no butter and just, and just salmon. Mm. You're right. But you know I'm I'm yeah. literally just like the rest of you. Do you know what I mean? So I pray you can overcome that. Yeah. Like this this morning, mum dropped me off and like the G63 was fucking yeah. livid. But you know everyone, ev- not everyone can ride the G63. Sometimes it's the CLS. So you know. I on my podcast smoke sessions shout out. Um, I did a, a joke version of what you just said. Oh, yeah. Where I was like, guys, my life's been really hard. If the GLA was taken, my mum had to take me to school in the C-class. Do you know how embarrassing that was? You're right. And I was like, if I had, if my ensuite wasn't available, I had to use my brother's ensuite. Sometimes the cleaner had holiday leave. And I titled it Middle Class Poverty. <laughs> and it got 3 million views. <laughs> and the anger in the comments was real yeah. bro people were sending me d there were people people can't dm me on tiktok so they would go onto my in- find me on instagram and send me dms calling me a piece of shit <laughs> so forth you're a fucking cunt you're a privilege and i was like go check the caption you're right i'm joking <laughs> yeah but you know what it is like <clears throat> everyone i think everyone maybe some people have like different values and stuff but i feel like the majority of people want to be rich but people don't like rich people no 
No, no, no. Like, it's like that thing, like, everyone wants a Ferrari, but what's the first thing you think when you see someone driving a Ferrari? Cock. Cock. Cunt. (laughs) Cunt. I always also think, unless it's like an old man, right? If it's like a a young guy driving a Ferrari, I always think they're either an athlete or they're a criminal. Mm. For some reason, my brain can't compute, like, maybe they started a tech company, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Illegally owned or... But I don't know. I, I, I just don't really give a shit. Like when um, like if we're going back to Nepo babies, I just get frustrated when they don't own it. Yeah, I think fucking own it. Like it's not your fault that you were born into a rich family, but don't fucking try yeah. like bring yourself down to like normality, bro. You were born nice. Yeah, like my parents. My parents had a business growing up. I don't try and pretend like. I had a, my parents struggled. We had a very nice middle class upbringing. Like, but I'm not going to sit here and, like, yeah, man, it was so tough. <laughs> Although I do like listen to rap songs <laughs> about the struggle. And oh, like, God. sometimes I'll be like bobbing my head to it. I was like, what am I doing? This thing. <laughs> I can't relate <laughs> I can't to relate it. To it. <laughs> Selling crack out the projects. I feel you, bro. I had to feel kill you. my best friend. I was like, we played football every day after school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't relate to this. But I'll be in the car like, like 50 cent window shopper. And then sometimes I'll be like, yeah. And then I'm like, uh, no, this ain't for me. Daddy got it for my, for my birthday anyway, but you know, I'm, I'm a window shopper. Yeah. Or that song, Hate It or I Love It, right? I'll be listening to it in my room. I'll be like, yeah, I made it. And then my mum will knock on my door like, you want brioche? And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mum, mum, I'm trying to get myself psyched up for my show. <laughs> so what was it like? Because um, obviously, did you, did you go to uni? I did. I'm doing a PhD. Are you doing a PhD? Yeah. And comedy at the same time. Yeah. Parents watch the love though. Uh, they like the PhD. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm doing the PhD to shut them up. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Is that, Get is all that, angles covered, innit? That's it? your thing, innit? Just like, oh yeah, but you know, I've got, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm doing a PhD in psychology and my dad tells his friends, my son is a doctor. <laughs> oh, what kind of doctor? My son is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> His doctor, shut up. <laughs> no more questions, please, your honor. That was it, doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah, one doctor, yeah. And that keeps them happy. That keeps them stush. Also, basically what happened, you guys go uni? Nah, no, nope. what you guys? I don't even know what you guys do. I'm an accountant, by the way. Oh, so you went into like an accountant apprenticeship? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's smart. So you were earning money straight out of school? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just yeah, I went to work full time work at 16. What do you do? A coordination manager for a security company, like electronic security, so like CCTV. So that's like what that. you went straight into? Yeah, it's the only job I've ever had. So I've been there nearly 10 years. You know what's funny? So you guys, it's worked out well for you, right? Mm. But I went to like quite a good secondary school. So anyone who left school at 16, we treated them like they were going young offenders. <laughs> Dude, Any, yeah. Anyone who didn't go sixth form, we'd call them up like, bro, you all right? That was the thing. Like, I, yeah. I, I, went, I went sixth form because you, yeah, you didn't come sixth form, did you? No, so, um, got straight out of everyone it. That, everyone didn't, that didn't, was in sixth was like, oh, fucking, they must have it hard. Yeah. Life's tough out there. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm going to like fucking like, waste time and like the entirety of my A levels, but yeah, I don't know. Just um, I think just like the whole that weird like 16 to 18 period anyway is like if someone isn't doing like what the masses are doing, you're suddenly fucking oh my god, you, yeah, what's going on? Like, is everything alright? But like, I got I got to like end of like year 13, I was just like, bro, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yet. Mm. Let me just chill out because I'm surely my life's not over if I don't go to uni. 
chill out. Just started working and I was working on Domino's at the time, just like making change or whatever. Mm. <laughs> and you had to dress up as Spider Man. <laughs> oh my fucking god, yeah, yeah, yeah. So You've come a long and way. Everyone oh, kept close. You were like, I'm dressed as Spider Man. How the fuck do they know it's me? Fucking horrible. So, like, I'm, so yeah, actually, so I was working, so you know, get, like, sick form. Yeah, everyone, yeah. Everyone's looking for a job, you get your national insurance, whatever. Yeah, minimum wage. Yeah, so I, I, I went through like McDonald's, got fired after like fucking four weeks. So I wasn't smiling enough. Fucking bunch of cunts. But, At um, McDonald's, who gives a fuck? I was working like fucking four, like starting at four a.m. and you expect me to smile at the fucking. And you were making the chips. You're not even customer facing. That's exactly. That surely wasn't the actual reason. No, it was. They they, they sat me down and just like, oh, you know, you you came here, like your enthusiasm was all the way high, but now like when it gets to six o'clock in the morning, you're not you're not like bouncy, bro. I'm serving John Mm. the carpenter who doesn't give a fuck. What I tell him. Yeah, he doesn't want you to smile. Yeah, exactly. He's, he probably he's punch a, you if you smile. He's just yeah. as unhappy as I am. So yeah, I got sat from that. Then I um, I ended up working at Domino's like the entirety of like my sick form. And um, did you perk up a bit then? Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, fucking got. But I was I was still working in the kitchen. So um, and, um, you've come a long way from dressing long, up as Spider Man and McDonald's for White so, City House membership. So, so yeah. literally, so fucking from from um in Domino's, it got to like summertime and they they were like. They just want to like get their marketing or whatever, and they just went, "Oh, token boy, mm. I think we can dress you up as Spider Man and hold a sign up for four hours." But we'll pay yeah. you. We'll pay you double, double of fucking like five pound fifty or whatever the fuck wage I was on. Yeah. So yeah, I do the slave shift and fucking like like holding up and like this stupid two for like two for carry on um like collection sign, and then every single like literally like, I'm telling you like every twenty minutes. Like, oh, is that you at the? Oh the no! Bro, I was wearing a mask. In. I was wearing. Wait, they was just knew from your body shape. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> no, I've seen that figure before. <laughs> I know that ass. It <laughs> <laughs> was when Snapchat was like the main thing, and the amount of stories they just got uploaded from oh, you. Bro. It was like, swear that's David. <laughs> oh, my heart was just street crap. Oh, What's going through your mind? Fuck this job. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck How old are you here? Uh, like yeah, like seventeen, eighteen ish. Had you lost your virginity yet? No, actually, I, I was. Really, that that really saying no you back by at least another year. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> no, actually if no, that was a not, shot, it's not facts. Actually, imagine trying to move to girls while we're dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> your babes, can I get your number? I'll take you off to work. Your butters anyway. <laughs> and meanwhile, I have people like telling me right now, like, Dave, you need to start flipping the sign. I was like, bro, fuck off. Like, I'm I'm here in like 25 degree heat in a Spider-Man fuck suit. That. Oh, it's not the great. The of girls clocking me in the Spider-Man suit. It's not great. It's not the best Do you have a sick form job? I worked in a bubble tea shop in Soho. Oh, but that's classy. Bro. Oh, bro, it was lit. That's classy. It was lit. We had a sonar system. <laughs> the owner didn't give, like, did a, the owner knew I was a piece of shit, yeah. but because I was really friendly to the staff and I'd get, like, customers, like, repeat customers just come to in to have a chat and order yeah, a drink, yeah, yeah. he kept me on. Bro, there was shifts where I wouldn't make a single bubble tea. <laughs> a single one. Right, it was Bijou Bubble Tea on uh, on Old Compton Street. Ever been there? God knows. Probably. Yeah, it's closed now, but it was great, right? It was a great place to work for us. It was the perfect job for that age group. Yeah, yeah. Because we, everyone was the same age. So everyone's going through the same stuff. Your friends, because it's in the central, your friends could come see you. That's a solid job. Wicked job. As many bubble teas as you like. So I'd come in around nine o'clock, get the story. So the first three hours on my shift, I didn't have to speak to anyone. Because yeah, I was just solid. on prep. And the prep, it was a three hour prep time, but it only take you an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, next two hours, make a bubble tea, 
play sad boy music because you know at that age you're very emotional about yeah, just everything Lincoln Park just like you say <laughs> I'm crazy oh you know what my sad song was fucking back then what's the um what's the Paul Walker song um Oh, the oh. one where, they, where he died. Yeah, yeah. What's that song where, where Don Toretto? I'll see and... you again. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that, no. was, that was the one that's coming on. Yeah. Wait, how old are you guys? 26. Yeah, 26. We're the same age group. Come on. Right? Yeah, fucking 97. Lads, no, lads, lads. Yeah, you know what? You know who ruined the men of our generation? Go. The weekend. I'll tell you why the, the weekend. Because the weekend. Yes, the trilogy. Because he came out. With the ultimate fuckboy music. All of his songs were about, I nearly fell in love with a girl, but then she told her friends how good my dick game was, and now I have to shag all the mates. We heard Mate, that. When, when The Hills came out, we oh, were like, man. I just started driving. Right? We thought we were sick, <laughs> bruv. Windows down in the cool side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're driving in your, in your fucking, oh, man, we'll get onto like first cars anyway, but I had a piece of shit bubble Corsa. Yes. Slap on the weekend. I'm leaning out the window like that, thinking you're sick. <laughs> the baddest. <laughs> the weekend was hot. And when your we speakers were can't handle the bass, so oh, it yeah, just goes. Just <laughs> <laughs> Everyone did the same thing as soon as they passed their driving test. Straight yeah. to McDonald's drive-through. How many? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. How, how many? How many driving tests? Be honest. Oh, how many times did it take me to pass? Yeah. Second time, but bro, I had like 80 hours of lessons. I was so shit. <laughs> 80, 80 hours? Do you know why? Because <laughs> I, Fucking hell. I made friends with my middle-aged driving instructor, yeah? And he was like some Greek Donny from Cyprus. And I'm from Turkish Cypriot. He was Greek Cypriot. So halfway through my session, he'd be like, don't worry about paying me for the next half. Let's just go get falafels and hummus and stuff. So we'd just go chill. <laughs> what? We'd just go chill. <laughs> We'd literally, halfway through the session, be like, you're hungry? And I'd be like, yeah, do you want to go get a kebab? <laughs> One time, I wasn't even on a lesson, right? I was in college, and he called me up saying, do you want to go Kervan? Which is a Turkish restaurant. <laughs> so my driving instructor picked me up, and we went for Turkish food. Yeah, I've heard of Groomer before. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I don't know really <laughs> anyway, anyway, that. Anyway, anyway, after I sucked him off on the phone. Yeah, it took me ages to pass. I was a terrible driver. Terrible. Yeah, we were, we were having a conversation on our last pod that, um, you know, after certain people, you shouldn't be allowed licenses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend um, wrote off her car. That's a good way to start. Um, within the first four <laughs> months of driving, her dad got her, her dream car at the time, an A-class, wrote it off, turning right at a T-junction, just not paying attention. <laughs> I always picture... Vision, <laughs> and my girlfriend, she's a very smiley person, so I just picture her at the wheel just going... <laughs> and you know the noise have any of you ever been like any kind of like car crash or anything oh yeah loads <laughs> loads he's at the wheel for most of the <laughs> <Loads. laughs> you, know, you know whenever you're in like any I've not had loads I've had one yeah <laughs> I've had like <laughs> five loads <laughs> I've had loads people just love crashing into me <laughs> you know the, 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 uh, the noise that it makes is so over dramatic yeah even if it's not that fast bro yeah. someone hit someone So it wasn't even my fault like, actually it was but um so I was um I was at a fucking traffic light I was hung over wasn't uh, paying attention and the light went green and the person behind me just drove forward so it was like five miles an hour but the fucking noise was like <laughs> fucking mate I f it's my fucking boot off right it's terrifying yeah so talk yeah. about fucking loads of car crashes sorry alright oh which one two so okay so again with the driving instructor big up Michael <laughs> what a legend big up Michael me and Michael got a fucking loft conversion together 
group. It's yeah, yeah. Grooving, isn't it? It's got yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I was in a... Wait, you, did you crash on a lesson? Well, I didn't crash. Someone crashed into me. We was at a roundabout, and some woman... Woman Now I'm not saying the stereotype is true. I'm joking. Statistic okay, I'm gonna back the ladies here. Statistically more men get into car accidents than women. Well done, ladies. Well done. It's because you drive at twenty miles an hour on the So I'm stationary at a roundabout and I think it's like like a RAV4 kinda like Jeep kind of car, right? My mum used to drive it. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be in your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Slammed so hard at like 30 miles an hour straight into a back. Was, bro, my back was messed up, man. <laughs> like, you know when people fake whiplash? I, I had whiplash. <laughs> I couldn't get out of bed. It was bad, Fuck right? It. And he was fucked as well. Like, he basically fell out the car, right? <laughs> it was bad. But anyway, long story short, obviously claimed whiplash. Rightfully so. I think he got a loft conversion out of it. <laughs> and I got a wicked holiday. <laughs> I had the summer of my life. I was limping, but I had a good time. Yeah, I wish I had a compensation bag when I was younger, you know. And then I had another compensation bag. I'll tell you that. Oh, that one. That one, right. This guy was an idiot. And I know it's so easy whenever I have to put it on the insurance. I don't have to put it in the insurance enough because enough time's passed, right? But you know when you need to, like, put things on the thing and it's hard to remember the dates? Yeah. This one, it's very easy to remember. Because I was driving to a shisha lounge to watch Anthony Joshua versus Joseph Parker. So whenever I need to remember the date, I just <laughs> look up that fight. date. Yeah, <laughs> I just look up when that fight took place. Um, I'm driving down a one way. And some guy drove on the curb to overtake me on a one way at 40 miles an hour. And then slammed into the side of my car and knocked my car off the road. Do you know how insane that is? You must have been fucking up as a driver, though. That's that's gotta be that's bro, pure road rage, bro. <coughs> a one-way <laughs> in a small town in Surrey. What like, were you? What were you doing? Is what just driving? Doing. Just driving. I feel like he could have done more in the situation. Yeah, 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 what was, could I have done? <laughs> it was a twenty-mile-an-hour road, and I was doing twenty miles like a good little Turkish boy. <laughs> And he just, bro, you know how insane it is to try and overtake someone like that? But you know how pissed off you have to on be? On the fucking, on the pavement. All right, well. fine. But what you lot are saying doesn't hold up in court. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, proper young guy comes out. It's like, it's like fucking little, like, chavvy kid. is like, oh, I'm sorry, innit? <laughs> sorry, innit? Oh, you're sorry, gonna... I ain't gonna wash your power. Yeah, don't call the feds, though, innit? Like, allow it. Allow it, bruv, innit? Like, allow it. Allow it, man. I've got my girl in the car, innit? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you got it. What does that even mean? <laughs> Just bro, please, like, come on, like, give me, I'm on a date. And his missus, right, again, like, his missus, I say missus, they were probably, like, 17. Just, can you even drive at 17? 17 you can pass, innit? Like, yeah, they looked yeah. so young, right? I was 21 at the time. <laughs> yeah, I was 12. Um, driving my dad's car illegally. No, I was, like, 21 at the time, maybe. Um, yeah, 21. His girlfriend, she pulled down the window and looked at the damage. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Kyle, you're such a cunt. <laughs> Sounds nice and hot. <laughs> oh man, it was so funny. But that was like those were two insane ones that I've claimed whiplash for. Yeah, when you're, when you're young and you get that kind of conversation back, you're up. Like, bro, two grand at 17, 18. Two grand at 17, bro, you're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah, you're going on holiday. What do you even need? What, what do you need at 17? You're asking for people to fucking smash into you. Yeah. <laughs> you're just hoping. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was listening to a podcast the other day and this guy was saying that he, um, he got beat up on a train 
just randomly, like, just guy just started like fisting them up or whatever, and he got like three grand. I was thinking at like sixteen. I was thinking three grand at sixteen. How far? Go on the train, start provoking people. <laughs> Bro, three grand at sixteen is life changing money. Yeah, that's three grand more than what everyone else has. Hundred percent. Yeah, that three grand feels different. Like, do you remember? Do you remember back in the day when ten pound actually used to stretch? Oh yeah, someone will give your mum will send you out with ten pound. You go cinema. You get some. You get. Here's what you'll do, right? With a tenner, we're the same age, right? Tenner. This is the best tactic. Orange Wednesdays. Oh yeah. Shout. Go get yourself a little subway. Strong. Go out with your mates. Orange Wednesdays, and you've got still got a little bit of bus money. Yeah. To get yourself home. Wicked day. Fucking these days, Jesus Christ! You can't do fuck all. <laughs> Start off with a hundred and see where you get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got like how much? How much did I pay for like mocktails the other day in a fucking shisha lounge? You love a shisha lounge, didn't it? Bro, I'm Turkish. That's yeah, what I was we do. Say. I don't. I don't want to say. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the brown person's pub. It's the Muslim pub, right? What is it? What is it? Just let me talk you through a shisha lounge experience. Go on. Yeah. And also, how it set, set me up, like, with the mandem, like, you like, get me, like, Friday night. Oh, okay. What's, what's everyone on? Da, da, da. Okay, so, you've gone out, right? You put your nice clothes on. Yeah. Some of your more vain boys have, like, done some push-ups to get a little thing. Come on. You've gone to a, to one of the bougie shisha lounge, maybe a cheeky little scion. Yeah. If you're in Birmingham, maybe Arabian Nights, <laughs> you know? You've gone there, got your Instagram models who are sometimes paid to be there. Yeah. For the flex, for the photos and the Instagram. Marketing. And then what you do is you get into what I call a lully measuring competition with all the other men in the shisha lounge where all the men are tense, a little bit uncomfortable because everyone wants to be cool. Yeah. Right? The girls, they don't want to fuck up their makeup. So they're smoking it literally at the tip of the pipe as humanly possible. And they're conscious about what the boys are thinking as well and they're sat as sexy as possible while they're smoking like kind of like this <laughs> they'll get their photos boomerang woman yeah little flower wall oh so strong has yeah. to be little flower wall and they'll say something shit on it like ended up at so and so lounge <laughs> you know in like nine lives that they bought from aliexpress live love yeah. love <laughs> fucking neon sign you bought <laughs> you bought um four shishas for eight people no one's comfortable with paying 150 pounds for shisha, but oh no God. one wants to be the person who doesn't say something. Shisha's 150 pound? Bro, like a shisha, they can, oh, oh, if you're really feeling bougie, you can get um, like the machine gun shisha. I was just about to say yeah. the AK-47. The AK-47 shisha, which I'm not proud to say, but if you scroll further down on my Instagram, you will find an AK-47 shisha for 180 quid. Um, and then maybe, just maybe, Get someone's number you won't <laughs> it's but nice to think that at the beginning of the night though. that yeah. it's a possibility yeah <laughs> here's okay so here's what i think goes through people's minds when they walk into a shisha have you guys spent much time in shisha lounges absolutely none no. people Zero, Zero yeah. people walk into shisha lounges like they're making like their debut on the new york runway right because they wear their best clothes it's a friday night and they strut down to their table and they act like they haven't been thinking about this all day right you can see on their face they're posing it's a very posy place these fancy shisha lounges yeah. i try not to go to those shisha lounges i try to go to the more chilled ones where you can sit down you can i can literally wear this yeah you sit down and you can just have a normal chat with your Does friends it get like a bit like nightclubish 
Yes. Who, who does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the Birmingham ones, bro. The ones in Birmingham, people don't know how to behave, bro. <laughs> Hopefully, people in Birmingham know how to no, behave. No, no, bro. no, no. It's mad. It is mad. My friend, we went to it. We had a show in Birmingham uh, last weekend. My friend went into the toilets of a shisha lounge, and there was just a guy in there shadow boxing. <laughs> 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 bro, why? What is wrong with men on nights out? Why do they do this? <laughs> men get so intimidated by other men. Do you know what I mean? He's just shadow boxing. And no offense, bro. It's always a white guy. It's always a white guy. No, it is. It is. It is. Do you know what? You know what it is about white guys on nights out? Because they can't dance, they just shadow box. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You see him on the nightclub. Yes, yeah, Scary mate. <laughs> Fucking heavy shun. Oi, oi. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, man. Oh, no, I love, I, I love white shadow guys. Shadow Yeah, shadow box. I love white guys on night out. My, my group no. is very, um, so we got me, uh, Zav, who's meant to be an Asian guy. And oh, then... Prick. <laughs> can I cuss um, him Xavier got... if you see this on, I fucking hate you I hate you and when I see you actually he's quite muscly isn't it yeah, he's he about... has Never... just dislocated his shoulder though I'll oh, fuck yeah. you up <laughs> <laughs> until you heal <laughs> in which case we can be friends yeah so we've got one Italian guy and the rest are white bros that's a good laugh man it is they're good laugh like I've, I've done I've done both nights out like Full black night out and um, like the man named the or like the geezer night out, bro. They're good fun. Yeah. They're good, good fun. Yeah. Because he's just fucking. Do you want to drink? Oh, pint, pint. Yes, pint. mate. Like I yeah. just want everyone to have a good night. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I just, just want everyone to have a best night possible. Come you know on, I mean? mate. Look at the fucking state of it. The best people to go out with are people who hate their jobs oh, because they take yeah. their weekends very seriously. <laughs> fucking take everything out on yeah. their weekend. <laughs> there's like there's no margin for error. There's no such thing as a as a, a shit brunch. The brunch has to be perfect because <laughs> I have to go to their job on Monday. <laughs> How fucked can I get so I can forget the fact that yeah. I've got a job that I hate? Yeah, yeah, to numb those other five days. <laughs> that weekend has to be perfect for them to just crack on with the rest of their lives. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so it's it's a beautiful thing. Good so for you guys. Um, in the um, in the comedy space, then how um what is the like community like in regards to like um so like I'll use an example. So like in the in the podcasting space, we're it's very easy to get through to people it's just like oh bro like we're on this podcast and those you want to link up yeah like, basically done in like comedy spaces if you're like oh i've got this joke do you mind having a look i want to get like your kind of opinion from it how easy is that from yeah yeah dude, i did that today i do that with my mates all the time is yeah, it very like is it very fluid though like i mean if you're friends with them yeah yeah like if i message ricky gervais tomorrow and said hey mate do you mind having a look at my joke might get One, blue tick. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if it did he'll probably go follow with go fuck yourself <laughs> Um, yeah, no, people help people. Every, every comedian and their mother has a podcast now. Mm. And that's like no exaggeration. Yeah. Um, and people jump on each other's podcasts and all that stuff. I think the internet has probably improved the comedy space because before, before the internet and podcasts and all that stuff. There was like 12 TV spots. Yeah. And it was every man for themselves to get one of those spots. Oh, 100%. Whereas now you can kind of do your own thing and still have a relatively successful career. And there's, there's a lot of different type of comedy stuff as well. Because like we, um, we had Moses. Shout out Moses, actually. Super funny guy. He um, 
I don't know if you've ever seen like the clips of like Pep Guardiola, like he'll be like, oh, we, we, we can never replace him and whatever else. Um, right. He, um, super, super funny guy, but his comedy is purely skits. Yeah. Whereas obviously you're like a stand-up comedy, uh, comedian and whatever else. But I feel like if there wasn't for the internet, the only time you can get like a skit kind of comedy is if you're very, very successful on YouTube or you manage to have a TV show. Yeah. How thin are both of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. But Instagram, you can literally just post up for that. It's TikTok rocket so many things, especially during lockdown as well. Yeah. That's, um, you know, Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's basically how he just started by fucking lip syncing clips of The Office. And that's how he got like loads of views and then just went into all sorts. And now he's been in the fucking film with Ricky Gervais, like all of that, purely all through lockdown and TikTok just blowing up. So how, how much do you utilize like social media for comedy? I mean, I post clips. I have my own TikTok. I have two podcasts. Um, and then people come through, sometimes come through the podcast to the shows and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, my my philosophy to my comedy career is I'm going to explore every s- single avenue for success. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, have the podcast, do the clips, blah 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 blah. Do you like to give yeah. your clips away? Like, as in, I po- I post mostly crowd work, so I'm not giving anything away. Okay. Because it's that was improvised. It's not my material. Material. That's what I was going to say. So yeah, like, yeah. Because I'd imagine you don't want to you want to leave something for people to actually come and see you in real life. Rather yeah, than yeah. Just Fucking look at this joke and look at this joke and look at this joke and then just post it up on TikTok. And obviously you get the views and the content and whatever else, but then it loses the value of people buying tickets and that's end of the day what you want. To yeah. Come. You don't want to burn too much material. Sometimes I post jokes that I'm bored of. Okay. So I'll be like, I don't do this joke anymore. You're not going to use it. Yeah. So I just post that. Oh, that's, um, a, that's a good conversation. How long yeah. are your average like shows or does it oh show very like you might do 20 minutes on that one and do 45 on another one did you say dick no bits (laughs) where's your break i've been waiting for this question (laughs) (laughs) finally it's a beautiful three inches um how long i'm uh 15 to 20 is probably about average that you get on a show so then would you do it so like say 50% 50% of it is stuff that like jokes you've written yeah and then 50% is I'm going to take the piss out of it depends depends on the show sometimes it really varies sometimes I'll do like all material sometimes I'll do all crowd work sometimes I'll do a mix yeah of both it depends what I think that audience are looking for mm. like that that geezer show I was telling you about I could feel them waiting for the roast mm. so I came on and I was like I'm going to give them what they want I'm going to cuss them that's very interesting. Yeah. actually. I didn't. I didn't really think that it was um because I thought like the crowd work was very much just fucking as it is like very um what's the word I'm looking for like um spontaneous. Yeah, it can be. It can be. But sometimes I make a con- conscious decision just to go out and like chat to the crowd for mm. the entire set and like cuss them and turn it into like a chaotic atmosphere. Yeah, that's my comedy style. I like to try and create like a a, a bit of a so a what, raucous so environment. Like, do you- so do you kind of go out with the mentality of I've got all my material and I can do with whole set, but um, I'm gonna try work with the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want things to blend. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like there's two types of haircuts, right? Like you have your haircut that's Brilliant. nice, nicely Brilliant faded. Haircut. Yeah, keep talking. Right, yeah. and then you have his haircut. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No. <laughs> um, but you know, like I I try and like that line between 
material and crowd work and improvisation, I try and blur the lines to yep. make it feel like a natural conversation. And the art of comedy, in my opinion, is making things that are scripted and rehearsed sound like you're saying it for the first time with yeah. the same amount of energy each time, you know? Is it easy to do that? Though? No, 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 no. It takes ages to get that. Because obviously, I mean, you've heard the joke quite a few times before yeah. you've even said them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give the same energy every time as if you're saying it for the first time, is that... It's not easy. And sometimes when it's a shit show, you can't be arsed and you just give up and you just, like, you start, like, going through the paces, mm. you know? Like, if it's a hot show and you're feeling up for it, then you'll have a better performance. But when I first started that, like, one of my mates was like, you need to say it more naturally. And I'm like, I would love to, mm. but I don't have the skills to do it yet. And that yeah. comes, you know, that comes with time. But very few people are just like naturally out the back yeah smashing it like that very few i don't yeah, think i've really seen anyone be because like the internet's that. so subsidized like you'll see people like i think one of the good examples to use like mo the comedian i love that guy <laughs> super super funny guy like some of his stuff is and one of the nicest hilarious. people in comedy is it yeah he was very nice to me when i started oh, very yeah. nice so um when i started comedy i just went to one of his shows because mm -hmm. i loved him and I said to my mate before the show, I was like, how funny would it be if I got on stage tonight? No intention of it actually happening. Mm. And then after the second half, he was like, does anyone want to come up and try a joke? And I was like... So when I tried a joke, bombed. Mm. <laughs> bombed. Well, it's about the attempt though, isn't it? He put his arm around me and cussed me for a bit. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I told you to do a joke. You gave a TED talk, stuff like that. <laughs> and then afterwards, I, um, I went to the meet and greet. And I spoke to him for a bit, blah, blah, blah. And he was just so nice and courteous and was giving me, like, I asked him, like, how do I get into comedy, blah, blah, blah. Roll on for, like, three years later, I was doing a show at Up the Creek. And he's with that management company. Mm. And he just turned up to the show to watch. Yeah. Didn't know who was on the lineup. I guess he was just bored at home one night. Mm -hmm. Just came to watch. And I had a really good set. And... I was going to do new jokes that night, try new material. But as soon as he walked in, I was like, nah, I've got to play the classics, <laughs> right? And he walked in and I had one of the sets of my life because he was there. I was like yeah. motivated to do a good job. And I was like watching him during my set to make sure he was enjoying it. And afterwards, I went up to him and he remembered me from those few years ago. That's sick. And then he was, again, just like really nice, really like humble and giving more advice. And what I should be doing and what I should be working on and that's just a great dude. That's that's sick to hear because I feel like a lot of, a lot of people that like say in this space I've got a lot of idols and whatever else and like mm. people that I look up to. Like I mean like Savage Dan was one of them and he was super super nice guy. It's nice to know that the people that you look out to are accessible. Yeah. In that kind of sense. Yeah yeah. yeah. And that's sick to hear. I um when I got into comedy. As you as you progress in any career you obviously in any entertainment career, you meet people that at one point you really looked up to, mm. right? When maybe like, like for example, Kojo, I used to listen to Choice FM every day. Yeah. And for the breakfast show and Kojo was a host of it. Like I found tweets and DMs that I sent to Kojo when I was like 15 years old, 14 years old, right? And then you're, he's booking you for shows, right? Mental. So there's that process of like going from a fan to being able to have a a, a a normal conversation with a person and not behave like a fan. Yeah. You know, that's a process. 
like the first conversation I had with Coach, I was like really nervous. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he noticed. Mm. But then like, and then other comedians like Bubba Tunde, for example. Yeah. First conversation I had with him, I was quite nervous. And then you meet them and you meet them and then you get more comfortable. And instead of talking to them for a fan, you, you talk to them like a normal human being. Yeah. So um, I've got another question for you, actually. So um, I don't know how much this question would have... All the shows you've done, they've all been in England, haven't they? Have you done any shows outside the country? Or Scotland, Wales, Scotland. apart from that, no. So Just Britain. I think... I've, yeah, actually, no, this question will work. So like, what is it like when you've got your material that maybe subconsciously you've based for like a a London type of band or such crowd and you go up to like Scotland and Wales and yeah. they just don't understand it. So I have a, a spreadsheet of jokes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where I keep all my jokes in and I have different tabs for different kind of crowds. Oh yeah. Like a generic set list that I think works for those crowds through experience. So mm. like one will like one tab is called um proper white. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another tab <laughs> that called like halal <laughs> another tab called extra halal <laughs> like it's always like peri peri <laughs> scale <laughs> or like different audiences i've got one for like black circuit right for black shows this will work for black shows <laughs> just working up yeah the scale see how it works so I'm like hmm all right so show on the black circuit well let me get to the black tab okay there's my jokes all right Middle England, the white villagers. Okay, no incest jokes. That's too close to home. Nothing about colonization. They oh. still think they were right about that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then I've like got like another thing called like the good shit. <laughs> that I, I can do like in London, people my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like my people, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like you guys are my people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're, we can relate to basically all the same shit because we grew up in the same era, similar schools probably. Mm. Did you guys go to school in London? No, we went to school in Hampshire, St. Albans. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, what school did you go to? Nicholas Breakspear. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, you're not, that's not too far. Yeah. But you know, same shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, same area. Yeah, so it's doing a, doing a, um, if like my audience was just like people your age, easy night. Yeah. Like Vauxhall Comedy Club, Top Secret Comedy Club, like all the London comedy clubs, easy nights work. Young audiences, Where's similar experiences. Middle of England, Gary and Janine, 60th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Come to the local village town hall for a comedy show, and they've booked me. <laughs> me. Fuck. <laughs> are you are you very much just like any job not not like any job but like anything that comes through it's like fuck it i'll try it. N moving away from that because initially yeah but now i'm learning to respect my price more okay nice rather than just doing anything yeah and everything think you, you think you always push to that like point yeah. in your career where you're at first you're always like give me anything and then yeah you have to stand by your price right because people talk if people know they can get you for 20 quid and a bag of crisp then they'll treat you like someone that they can get for 20 bit 20 quid and a bag of crisp <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah. what i mean so you gotta respect your price like i know i won't name names but there are comedians out there right who ask for like six grand mm. and if they offer them five grand they won't come out because their price is six grand mm -hmm. you know and is it hard to keep to that though yeah, but now now I want to keep to that because if someone's offering you 20 quid and a bag of crisps, it's going to be a 20 quid and a bag of crisps kind of show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to drive 
45 miles. I don't need to drive 45 miles now to go do a show for Shirley and her mates for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah. Them not laugh and then someone give me a 20 quid note. And what's 20 pounds these days? Can't do fuck all with 20 pounds these days. Yeah, yeah. Like, it gets to the point where, like, if someone tries paying you 20 quid for a gig, you might as well not pay me at all. Yeah. What am I going to do with 20 quid? Yeah. Do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, what what is, um, so the reverse of that then? Where's your, like, favorite place to play? And don't don't give me an obvious answer, like just like close to home or like London or something. Where's Bradford? I was gonna. Say, I, was, I, I was, love Bradford. So I saw I saw this on your story yesterday. Yeah, you oh, went, that's you my hometown, to, bro. Uh, you went down to Bradford. How was what's that like? I love Bradford. Bradford people, listen. When you can start looking past the incest and all the criminality <laughs> and the poverty and the violence and um, the racism, yeah. Bradford is the best place in the country. By far. By far the best place in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fun. The people are up for it. I just... and The town... It just has a good vibe. Yeah. A little bit stabby. Yeah. But you just you just cross the road when you see this. The, I would the have, people, I would have said that up there would be... I, I'd just imagine anywhere up north is like the best places to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glasgow's a bit rough. Yeah, not too... Not, not that far. Yeah, all. there's a language barrier. They don't no, understand our accent. We don't understand theirs. So, yeah. You know? What is it like? Have you performed in Glasgow before? Yeah. I don't know. What was that like? Not for me. Mm, why it's not a vibe we just, didn't, me and the people of Glasgow don't connect so what, what did you try in the Glasgow show crowd control I did an extra control? halal show for in Glasgow mm. and they just they weren't feeling me yeah. I weren't feeling them I spat on a child I'm joking I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I spit on a child um, you gonna leave you leave with someone thank you and good night <laughs> fuck your <laughs> kid <laughs> yeah no Glasgow for me mm. um yeah, no, Bradford's my place. It was a very um, Muslim show last night. I came out wearing a Pakistani cricket kit. Good they man. loved that. Good man. Just play to the people, man. I thought there was cricket going on. Like, um, I, um, I probably shouldn't play out where I live, but I live in a place where there's a lot of um, Asian community. Oh, really? I've, I've What's the postcode? <laughs> <laughs> don't, say the, don't say the name, but I'll say yeah. the postcode. Yeah, um, I'll do it. And I, was, I saw, like, bare, like, cricket shots going on. I was like, bro, I'm missing some good, good, good. Is it India versus Pakistan at the moment? I have no idea. I wore the cricket kit just to pander to the crowd. I know nothing about cricket. Oh yeah, I think I think there's some because I, I I live near a big cricket cricket stadium in London, and um, <clears throat> this is delicious. Good in it, yo. Good in it. I've been missing have out you not on had this one. No, never in my I life. Knew, I thought I was like, fuck it. I'm. I'll get you. A, I'll get you a diet cobra, bro. I'm not gonna like fucking sugar feed you. So let me get you some kind of water. But I think not like when you got me this. I was thinking, what kind of chlamydia water is this? But this is That's amazing. Not, you, know what the, you know what the best thing is? That's not even the best one. Mm. There's passion fruit. There's, there's some. There's a lemon and lime. It's good as well. What kind of jujil witchcraft is this? How do they make this possible? No, it's just fucking... I bet there isn't, a, there isn't ever been a single real strawberry coming to the World Big Factory. <laughs> not a single one. <laughs> no. There's never... And if they did, they would count it as contamination. <laughs> Spare scientists yeah. with like fucking droplets and whatever else. No, that it's good. Incredible. Flavor water's good, man. I've been missing out. Do you drink a lot of water, though? Be honest. One and a half to two liters a day is that good? Yeah, no, that's that's good. I'm, yeah, I don't yeah. drink much water. Really? I've, so I've I've never really drank that much water, but to the point that I'm used to being thirsty. So I don't really know what thirsty feels like. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people can relate that relate to that though. I don't think most people get their recommended water amount. No way. Drinking drinking a lot of water is a burden, and it's also fucking inconvenient. Yeah, like you know those pricks who go around with the um. The fucking fuck Those off, gym like, lads. The thing with the handle. Like, what are you doing, man? 
What are you doing? <laughs> I think he's got one too thin. <laughs> oh, he looks like one. <laughs> While he's in the toilet, let's cuss him a little bit. <laughs> oh. So if he, so his haircut, right? That's a, a, of, that's a that's a standard white guy's haircut. Yeah, yeah. But what they don't realise is it's also a, a standard middle-aged lesbian haircut as well. <laughs> It really is. You know, I was watching, um, what was I watching the other day with my missus? Um, oh, it's not fucking, it's not Love is Blind. It's Goldbox. The, the, no, no, The mm. Ultimatum. Have you ever heard of it? I've never seen it, no. So basically, it's a show where they're like, um, it's pretty much marry me or, or we split up. Right. And they had a lesbian version of that show. Okay. Bear goes with that trip. <laughs> But you always, like, I love watching it. Like, But you know what's funny about boys with that haircut, right? As soon as they go for a breakup, they go for a skin fade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a ride of passage. But my thing is, uh, with, um, with white guys trimmed, and I'll actually tell it to you lot, you lot look better with my trim. Have you seen when a white mm. guy pulls off my trim? Mm. Oh, gallish. Sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Michael Schofield, any, mm. any of that. Bro, they look good with this. You know what's the funny? I, think, I, I just think, sorry, I think men in general, I'm just getting like super, super mm. homo at the moment, but like, I think men in general look better with short trim, get me masculine. Yeah, mm. yeah, Lad. yeah, yeah. What's your opinion on white guys wearing do-rags? Strange, unless you actually can get waves. Does it, do you still find it weird that they've attempted to have waves? Um... I just don't really care. Like yeah. me personally, like a lot of a lot of like if we're if we're going to that conversation, a yeah. lot of like racial things and even just like me in general, if it doesn't have anything to do with me, I find it really hard to give a fuck. Yeah. Like I understand where people would be offended and like yeah, you know, yeah. raise your hand up and whatever else, but like I just I just don't care. Like if, if they wanna try if you wanna try and get waves, get try and get waves. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get better waves. Mm. Get me. Like if you wanna wear a do-rag, wear a do-rag. Like as if as long as you're not just like doing it for views, like a what's the um, Do you remember when uh Tom What's for what's Forrest Gump? What's his what's his name? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yes, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Remember his you know his son? I don't know his try, son. well <laughs> what you don't know his son? No. Um so his son like tries to be like super, super Jamaican. Like he puts on like this proper like yardy accent, da, 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 da. like he's doing it for the views and like that's mental. Yeah, that's a that's a mental nepo. Man. When you your dad is Tom Hanks, <laughs> bro, what are you doing? So like that kind of like cultural appropriation was like, bro, you're trying it for the yeah. views and your Jamaican accent ain't even that good. I'm not sure I could do a better better accent. Can I can I say something controversial? Go for it. Right, I'll bleep it out anyway. As a society. Hang on, let me start this segment again, right? As a generation, we just let B Young put on a Jamaican accent for the first three years of his career. No one said shit. What happened there? Why <laughs> did we just? Why was everyone so okay with that? He's, He's nowhere, Turkish Cypriot. He's nowhere near Jamaican. Ring, ring, pondy answering, <laughs> and no one said a word. No one said a word. And what did all you pricks do? You went gym and you got his shit haircut. <laughs> Sorry, B. Young. I'm sure you're a nice guy. You no, know it is. It's because he's a handsome you. Yeah, B. Young. You're a very good-looking guy, but the accent was a little bit mad. Very handsome kids get away with murder, you know. Bro, like if you think about it, like we just we just let that happen. Yeah, he <laughs> free free pun the answer. 
This thing called Ashanti. <laughs> you don't know a single thing called Ashanti. I zing zing like the grot. Listen, right? <laughs> if you guys aren't, I'm Turkish Cypriot, yeah? I'm from that background, yeah? That's not how we're living, right? We can't dance. We're not cool. Turkish Cypriot people, we're not naturally cool. We're aggressive and we're chubby. Is <laughs> Actually, no. I've, I've got a counter for that because I think Alhan's quite cool. Alhan's not Turkish Cypriot. Is he not? No, he's from Turkey. Oh yeah. shit, have yeah, I just yeah. done, have I just started a war? How could you? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> is he Turkish? No, no, he's definitely from Turkey. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Wait, hang on a minute. No, he always says he's Turkish. Kem's from, Kem is, Kem from Love Island. Yeah. He's Turkish Cypriot. I quite like Kem. Yep. Man Like Hacks, he's Turkish Cypriot. Don't know him. He's the guy, have you seen the Big Nasty show? Yes, I have. You know the character who play, who runs the corner shop? That's man like hacks. The accent guy. Yeah, yeah the accent fair, guy. Yeah, 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 I like him. Um, be young Turkish Cypriot. Alhan, pretty sure mainland Turkey. Oh, okay, yeah. But Alhan is a very cool guy. I respect very, Alhan. Very, very funny guy. He always says he's Turkish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't come up with that though. That's been like a joke in the Turkish community for oh, decades. Yeah, just, sorry just, to say, but Alhan, I'm, you are sick. I do respect I'm Alhan. Just, um, I'm just in my podcast and mime at the moment. So, how? annoying is it when someone will say to you someone else has done that joke before or someone else has done a variation of that joke before and do you and do you let it really bother you it's more frustrating if i have to drop it okay like if someone's clearly done what i've like say i've come up with a joke and i've tried it and then i'll see someone's done the exact same joke before Mm. and he's still doing it i'll drop it okay it's not worth the aggro yeah you don't want to be accused the worst thing you can be Accused as a comedian is a, a copycat, okay, or a joke thief. You know when uh, James Corden did it for um, oh, Ricky man. Gervais's joke. Man, he's all over the fucking place. James Corden, he's terrible. <laughs> That's yeah, bad. I've, I've never. I've, I mean, I don't, I don't really watch James, uh, Gavin and Stacey, but ever since he done his like America uh, talk night show. Just don't. There's he's, something about I just can't really get with. I fucking love Gavin and Stacey, but that's the his but reputation yeah, that, is that, in that the bin. The white boy, <laughs> the white boy, me. <laughs> no, James Corden, right? He's done nothing cancellation worthy. Everyone just thinks he's a bellend, mm. and it's yeah. stories, private stories that people hear of him of like him just not being a very nice guy. Yeah, all well, the restaurant stories and whatever. Else. Yeah, or just him being rude to people. This is like a bad. It's just a little bit like disingenuous, you know. Yeah. So he's um. So I don't know if you lot heard recently. He's given up the American, I say American dream, but like he's he's moving back to yeah, he's quit with his kids and whatever else, and giving up like the millionaire lifestyle. But it's just something super arrogant about his character. That I just don't really love. No. Like, I don't like. I'm I'm one person. I'll be like, I can only see what you're showing. And if you're a different person in real life, then I'll change my, my opinion on you. But we're, we're going through an era now where people are over the fake happy talk show host. Yeah. Ellen's getting it. Fucking Jimmy Kimmel's Jimmy getting it. Fallon them. Fucking Fallon's getting it. it. James Corden, we always thought he was a bit of a bellend. Mm. Um, yeah, so people... But you know you know what's ruined those people's reputations? What's that? Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Podcasts, because now everyone sees what actual conversations sound like and what real people actually sound like. Because people don't talk like that. Honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. it makes their fakeness even more obvious. Yeah. You know, no one's that nice. Snoop Dogg, what's your body count? Uh, oh, my God! Yeah, like, it's, it's, I think I love like the podcast, I suppose, just because you, can, you can't fake talking. Like, we do no. a session now for, like, what, 
like two hours or whatever else. You can't fake it for two hours. Like even if I had a script, like I had a couple of questions or whatever yeah. else to do, you can't fake a conversation. No, no. Nah. Like your character will eventually seep out. Yeah. And we'll see you for the real you. But like them That's them like um, well. them T V shows and wherever else. Bro, I could I could write a fucking sketch for ten minutes. Mm. I could make some funny conversations. I could make some funny questions. I can make some controversial questions. Two hours, bro. You can't sit in a room and fake it all. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why people like lean to podcasts a lot more. Like, um, I watch a, like a lot of like sport podcasts, and um, I don't know if you ever heard the podcast of called Phil for Fellas, but like they yeah. get they get yeah. like yeah, so they get on like um, current pros and ex pros talking about just their stories, and you can get with it a lot more because it's not just fucking. Oh, what was it like behind the tunnels? What was it like this? Da, 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 da. Yeah, obviously we're a good group of lads. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna do what the best we can for the <laughs> yeah. team. I oh my god, I love them fucking like after after a rigorous exercise, you're gonna come and talk to me about fucking the most yeah intriguing questions yeah, possible. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about da, da, da. mate? I've just fucking run around a pitch for alone. 40, 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you want to ask me about the social status of everything? Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> but, uh, Again, like podcasts have really like unraveled things for people because it's shown everyone, yeah, how much nonsense there is on television, yeah, and how they're not genuine conversations. But people don't really watch daytime <laughs> TV like that anyway. What, what was the last time unemployed people? Mate, unemployed daytime behavior. TV is fucking horrific. Rest in peace, yeah. Jerry Springer. Fucking oh yeah, real G. Yeah, he's gone. Jezza Kyle, I'll be same energy when he dies. Good old Jezza. Jezza was like my fucking thing when I was ill. Yeah, oh, well, it's yeah. the only thing that's on, isn't it? <laughs> you just sit there going, oh, the lie detector test going to fuck this guy. <laughs> You'd be just like 14 going, get your life together. <laughs> <laughs> and every single question was a lie. Yeah. Then fucking like like the title things at the bottom <laughs> yeah. were like the most fucking wild things ever. Like You see like the people on there with like free tweet. Free tweet? Free teeth. <laughs> <laughs> free teeth between them. But you know what's interesting about Jeremy Kyle? There's no woman more loyal than a Jeremy Kyle Chav woman, right? Because some of the things those women would put up with, it'd like the stories, they'd be like, I don't care if he slapped me mum and stole me nan's engagement ring to pay for his trip to Malia with his friends <laughs> and then punch me dad on Christmas Day. I'll love him, Jeremy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They just put it like so... So why are you still with him? Because I love the con... <laughs> oh, it's amazing. They had to get. Why did they get? Because he, um, someone killed themselves in yeah. the hotel. What? Someone killed himself as well after, like, I think he got after caught lying basically after the lie detector thing, and then he killed himself afterwards. Oh, is that why it's cancelled? So that's why it's fucked off. Yeah. Oh, but didn't like Jeremy Carl cheat on his missus or something as well? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> down the story though. Isn't it? Jeremy Carl was a member at a private members club that I worked at, and the nanny, who allegedly he was, she would come in oh, is all it? the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was a bit annoying. It's always the nanny, isn't it? I feel like that's, yeah. a, that's a fucking like porn star like movie role, isn't it? Yeah. It's oh like yeah. Look at the nan yeah. working there in a fucking French maid outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to shag her. You know, porn can really ruin your mind because you'll just do innocent stuff like go to the dentist. Yeah. And then your brain will say, "Today's the day." Today's the day actually happens. Yeah, no, I went. I went for a proper stepmom period in my life. Stepmom. Yeah. Do you have a stepmom? Um, I did manage to get one in the end. Um, <laughs> she fit. I mean, oh, yeah, she was. She was all right. Yeah. She was all right. Yeah. Is yeah. she not your stepmom anymore? No, she no. I mean, she was white, so yeah, not my stepmom. You know what's interesting about a stepmom who comes into your life then leaves, right? So do they then abandon all stepmom duties that they had? 
Because if they do, then all the like bonding that they try to do with you just feels hella fake now. Because yes. it's like it's like someone who's like acting really committed to their job. But as soon as they move on to another job, yeah. they ain't gonna go help in that company anymore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm trying to get away from sports. To be fair, I won't. It's not the best. Yeah, I don't it's... like how I feel yeah. anymore. After like when I was a kid, I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, it's like it's like a little secret that only you know about, in it. But now, after a wank, you're like, I hate everyone. Yeah, I'm just. I'm, I'm fat. Just, mostly myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, try, I, try to, I try to get like at least one a week just to keep the circulation flowing. But yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a, I'm, I'm a real blue ball sufferer. Yeah, yeah. After five days, I can't walk properly. Yeah. Like, Do you ever have like, have you ever had like a romantic wank? What is, explain. You know. But like candles and shit. Candles. <laughs> you've had a shower before the wank, right? <laughs> Yeah, you've had a shower. You've had a shower to have a wank. Have you ever done that? That's yeah. I'm gonna shower. You lay down, right? And you, you don't. Most of the time, I skip the story. I'll watch the whole forty. If I watch romantic porn, yeah. Oh, you like, pizza? Is that? Yeah, like porn made for women, right? Where it's like lustful lovers that can't be because their parents don't like approve and stuff like that. I'll start playing with my own tits while having a wank. I'm like, ah. Oh, tell her you love her. <laughs> tell him you love her and then make amends with your family. <laughs> that, you know what? I, I, I forgot that that part isn't for us. That's for the women, like the like the whole build up to it. Yeah. Like the... Um, I like it a little bit, man. I never watch it. I, I just fucking skip through and suddenly she's got a cock in her mouth. I'm like, oh, here we go. Romantic porn <laughs> has has helped me square off porn in my mind a little bit. I feel better. I feel better about myself watching romantic porn that's Why? made for women because it's it, just classy. It's, it's classier. It's more it's like a more, movie. Yeah, like a movie. <laughs> I feel like you know, I'm I'm contributing to the arts the by other, having the a point. Like that. <laughs> oh, lovely. Have you seen that Lisa Ann spoof where it's like that guy sitting in a bathtub and Lisa Ann comes in going, ah. Oh, it's really nice to spend time on your beach. And the guy's in a bathtub and goes, this isn't a beach, this is a bathtub. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then she starts sucking him up. <laughs> That's the thing that I feel like if you're going to do like a fucking acting role at the beginning of, the, of this, make it half decent. Yeah, yeah. Like the, odd, the average person can act better than like a porn star. Like fucking. Yeah. Oh, what's the that acting pizza? level's poor. Oh, is he cocking it? Yeah. <laughs> these these OnlyFans girls on TikTok, right, for a laugh, ordered the pizza. Oh, yeah. And then they answered the door, and it's like some little, it's like Hassan in it. Hassan's at the door, still wearing his helmet and his Domino's jacket, kind of like you when you were 16, right? <laughs> yeah. And he comes in, and they're like, yeah, come in. And it's like, loads of women in bikinis all only fans girls and he's like got a massive smile on his face because it's a big moment right <laughs> and they go thank you very much and they gave him a tip and he's walking out and as he's walking out he goes you all look very nice <laughs> 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 what a legend <laughs> but he handled that with class yeah i reckon i reckon a lot of i reckon that happens a lot you know because one is content and two i i don't i feel like they would you know like just these OnlyFans girls are crazy anyway. Mm. Like they'll shag people off the street for content. It's never happened to me. <laughs> Still waiting. <laughs> what? Well, you thought all those fucking like public stranded things were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When could yeah. someone pick me up from the fucking? <laughs> so we met at White City, right? Yeah. Are you a member there as well? I find those places so amusing because 
it's just like I don't know if you remember, but when I came on stage that night, I said "Cast of You" season four makes some noise, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Because it fucking is, isn't it? Yeah, it is very like you know when you season four came out and it was all like based in the private. Mem- did, you, did you did you watch you? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's all like based in the private members club of London. Yeah, right. Yeah. They knew what they, they were they, doing. They were, they were copying so house with that. Pardon? Yeah, I said they were literally they were imitating so house yeah, with that yeah. type of vibe. Yeah. Bro, that vibe is just like sometimes it's shockingly it's, poor, it, it is bad like, um, yeah. like they've um, they've kind of so I think the whole idea of Sorrow House is that they want people to be like media create or like um, media creative whatever, like artistically creative like people in there so like it'll be like a lot of like me's and you's and, like in there like to all like fucking socialise whatever but you really just have like bare Clapham kids that daddy has a membership so they've got a membership and they just go there and Get piss at, post. Yeah, piss at the waiters for not bringing their 70 picantes on time and whatever else. Mate, get into fucking together. Yeah, honestly, like, fucking ordered this like 30 minutes ago and I still not have a drink. This, well, that's what the membership. people in the fucking TikTok comments make out, like, you sound like. Yeah, they. I don't know me. why you get it so bad. They're on me. What are your TikTok comments like? Ours are fucking wild on our podcast. They're all just I'm bit posh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just think I'm Tory to bits. Do you guys, we get the most common comment we get, right? I think it's, I don't know if this happens to other podcasts or if it's just become an ongoing joke from our listeners. I bet I know what it is. Not everyone needs a podcast. Yep. Bro, every, you get that every time. We'll, get, we'll have a video that's like clearly on the algorithm doing like thousands and thousands of views. And then you just be like, not everyone needs a podcast or like podcasts. What was the one we got the other day? Like podcasts like need like a license. Oh or yeah, should, yeah. Be, should be licensed. Like, I get, I I'd get it if we'd have like thirty followers and we're just started and like you're just trying to be honest, whatever. But bro, we have literally our pin fucking our pinned um TikToks at the top, three million, two million. Mashallah, Thank God, but like. We've done a lot of a lot of views in fairness, and like within like the year and a bit that we've gone, mm. I think people like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also like when it. there's a couple, like there'll be like sometimes two or three in quick succession. I'm like, you've seen someone write that exact comment already, so why have you done it? If you something to put into perspective about these videos, right? And it's very easy to figure because the comments are more impactful. Yeah, like let's say you've got a video, it's got a million views, and there's three thousand comments. And one third of those comments, that's a stretch. 10% of those comments are, can't lie, not everyone needs a podcast. Mm. You guys are dead, blah, 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 right? It's very easy to fixate on those. Just go look at the number of people who've liked the video. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It was kind of you like know? what you were saying earlier. It's easy to fixate on the the, the, the others yeah. rather than... Because you, you, like, like I said earlier, like you'll be in a room and there's 95% of people laughing. That 5%. Why the fuck aren't you laughing? Yeah, yeah. Same way with the comments. Like, oh yeah, this is funny. The, the, the laughing emojis. Oh, this is great. I'm gonna subscribe. But you hate me. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you hate me? But Please my, love me. My thing at the end, of it, like, I've, I'm super hip- hypocritical anyway. Like when when we first started, like getting them kind of comments and whatever else when we, because like the the whole setup of this was like, I was kind of going for we were kind of going for like a middle aged middle aged fucking quarter life crisis being like fuck we're gonna die soon whatever mm. else let's let's have some clips up and then when we're like forties and looking after our kids or whatever we have something to like go back to and like look through whatever. your grandkids I'll, could watch this when we're long gone It'd be yeah pretty exactly cool. like yeah. when we first started I wasn't really like thinking of other people watching it I was thinking of just fucking I'm gonna go back and yeah. watch it and then obviously it got traction whatever else and then when we started getting comments my first my first thing was just like. 
because obviously him and um, Xavier were just fucking let's get back at these cunts whatever like fucking mm. who, who the fuck they think they're talking to like, I'm a I'm a natural <laughs> person and I'm I was very at the beginning I was very much just like just fucking ignore them like whatever they help our algorithm like they don't they don't even realise them when they comment our thing hits the algorithm even harder yep 100% so keep commenting and also what they don't realise is that when they comment on all of these podcasts saying not everyone needs a podcast TikTok's now going to realise that like you're commenting on podcast videos so I'm going to show you more podcast yeah, exactly. videos so they're just getting more of what they don't and like and then someone else will reply to that being like actually they were quite funny and then it just helps the algorithm but um, well to my point what I was saying I'm super hypocritical so at first they were like let's get back at them whatever else and I was just like nah just ignore them we'll be the bigger person but now it's just like fucking they don't realise that they're talking to an actual person like I'm not yeah. just a fuck. well it's three of us behind the thing but we're all three different people like bro like who are you talking to because you yeah. wouldn't say it to me like they wouldn't not, say it to your face. Not that I'm like fucking. It's such a pointless like. It's such a pointless comment. It's like, just silly. Like, literally, like, what have you gained out because of you writing know, that? You know, with, with my thing, with um, with jobs that are a bit outside the norm, like say like the podcast or like comedy or whatever. These are jobs that aren't that weren't really jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are jobs that are hard to get into, hard to start. You need confidence to start it. You need a bit of fucking delusion, like you were saying earlier. Why are you hating on someone for trying something? Was that oh, bro? If you like analyze the lives of the people who leave negative comments on things, I haven't. I don't think I've ever in my life left a negative comment on anything. I just even if I don't like something, I just uh, yeah, just keep. It going. takes a special kind of person to leave a negative comment. I think it's so strange. Like how why losers? Why are you hating on someone for being creative or pushing themselves outside the box? Like, is they should be celebrated for being. Like even even there's bare stuff that I don't like. Like I'm not gonna say know, I fucking love every single type of content that's, do you know that's why, out there on the internet. Do you know why they leave hateful comments? Why is that? Because secretly they want to have sex with their own mothers. Amen. And they <laughs> they can't because their mother won't have sex with them. So they just leave negative comments and watch mummy porn on the internet all day. Exactly. And that's a very hard life. It is. Yeah. It's a very hard life. Frustration. Especially when your belly has grown to a significantly unmanageable portion. And he can no longer see his penis. Also, I'm sure half these people are very ugly that that post these comments up. Oh, is it okay? In my mind, they're always men. Yeah. Even if it's like oh, an no, it's unknown never, account, it's always men. It's I don't never, feel like it's never women. Like, yeah, we've, yeah. Had, we've had a, we have had like I'm not gonna say that we haven't had the old post that hasn't pissed off women, but we've had the majority of our hateful comments are men. And if it is a a post of something that would piss off women, we have. We have a very 50-50 split of like people that understand it's a joke and people that yeah that get pissed off and to their right like I've we've I've deleted like a, like a clip or two like if people just fucking hate this thing mm. I'm not I'm the purpose is never to annoy someone like a like I'm sure you do with comedy like your purpose isn't just to make someone have a fucking terrible night no. and like find no kind of joy in, in well no no, no <laughs> yeah yeah depends yeah but like you know, the main goal isn't just like to fucking upset people if it upsets someone then that's like the byproduct of trying to be funny but mm -hmm. whatever like we tried and like like I said I have deleted like a couple of clips or whatever but like the majority are just fucking I think just jealous men that we've done something that they want to do but they just haven't found the balls yet to do it. Yeah. But why don't get on me for that? Just fucking try it. And there's a lot going on in their lives. A lot of um, probably chaos. Yeah. Probably big Jordan Peterson fans. Um, <laughs> That's also another thing. Do you ever yeah. actually... Sorry, just to stray away for the fucking like, little rage that I had. But um, do you ever 
start on someone on in a comedy show and be like, they're not. I don't feel like they're receiving this well. Let me just leave. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. How quick can you recognise that though? Because I feel like, you're lucky that you do psychology, so I yeah. feel like you can kind of pick well, that up. Recognise it well as in like, it's I've, this ain't gonna... I've insulted it more. Yeah, like then they've not received that joke well and I think I've actually just upset them. Less from psychology, more from just experience. I know, and the audience can feel it as well, whether this is going to be successful and we're going to have a bit of fun or if this is just going to be very sad for everyone involved. Yeah. And then you just move on mm. swiftly. And if the next few jokes are good, it's all forgotten about anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that can happen, has happened, and you feel it almost immediately when the room tenses up on you. Mm. It's like bombing is an experience. What did you What did you feel like? I've been booed off before. Have you? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Oh, it was <laughs> that's like the rough. equivalent of getting thrown tomatoes at you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It was rough. It was rough. I've got a video of this um this woman from America afterwards um telling me how bad I was. Mm. She was drunk, yelling at me. She was like, you were shit, you were awful, this and that. It's a good American accent. And I was like, thank you. So look, and I'm just like, hi guys, I'm just here with one of my fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like it was, it was back to the point I was saying earlier, I feel like you have to be super, super, not even confident, like like you said, delusional in yourself that this is going to work. Yeah. Because have you ever thought like, say like after a bad chance I and thought maybe... Maybe this ain't for me. Maybe I've made a mistake. Nah, I love it too much, man. Yeah. I can't not that's do That's good, now. though, because that, that's the fucking worst thing. Imagine having been on that constant up and down. Like, you have a shit, a shit time. You're like, oh, I'm going to fucking jack it in. And then you have another good show. And you're like, actually, nah, this is yeah. it. Like That would be fucking draining. Is that, is that because the highs are so much higher than the lows? Oh, bro, it's crack. Yeah. It is crack. My, I'd, my, like, I'd be very sad if I didn't have comedy. Like now, if comedy, if I can do stand up, oh man, it'd ruin me. 100% would ruin me. Mm. Like, you know, when people, like, that would be a deep, deep, deep depression. Like, I can't not do this. Like, there's no. Have you always been like the class clown? Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. Massively, massively. I used to do wild stuff in school, bruv. Like, mm. just like weird stuff, like, like climbing into the staff room yeah. for a window, set up a nightclub in a prayer room. That was unnecessary. <laughs> Didn't need to do that. Um, <laughs> I would like kick open like classroom doors, shout Ca-ca! and then like run away, like just weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, judo flip to kids because I watched a video on how to judo flip someone, and then he dislocated his collarbone. Bless him. Um, bunked off school didn't think a cctv camera was working so i got my cock out (laughs) it was working (laughs) they saw i feel i feel like a lot of like comedians are kind of rooted from the same space of being the class clown being i I don't really know many introverted comedians to be honest there are some there are some but there is like a um yeah, yeah, class count is very common. But I feel like extroverted is like the... Yeah, most common. Most common that they're extroverted, yeah. Because like, let's be honest, like, at the end of the day, you're, you're on stage with how many eyes on you? Yeah, you know, people like it's interesting you say like that. I've never felt the pressure of the eyes being on me, per really? se. Yeah. Though, I don't really get that nervous before shows anymore. Um, Like, there's a little bit of butterflies every now and then. Mm. But like, the pissing down the leg thing... That was more about me messing up rather than, oh my God, I can't stand the thought of eyes looking at me. Yeah. 
That was never an issue for me. When you started that story, to be fair, I thought you were going to say that you pissed yourself. <laughs> <'cause> you <laughs> yeah, yeah, pissed down my leg. <laughs> yeah, you know that scene in the Joker film where he's just on stage bombing to pieces, just there, you pissed yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that was a very uncomfortable moment. But yeah, like I've never really felt that pressure of like some people struggle with that. With like, oh, there's too many people looking at me. But that's that was re never really an issue for me. Now that have I you think ever about um, it. have you ever revived the bomb? Well, I've started bombing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, where you just like a joke hits and then you hit momentum or there's been a couple of times where you're bombing and then you just call out the energy in the room yeah, and then start cussing the energy in the room mm. and for whatever reason that sometimes gives you a lifeline do you is um, I mean I think it's a bit an obvious answer but I'd like you to explain it anyway how much is comedy based on or like stand up comedy nights rather based on momentum Oh, if someone messes up the momentum, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did a show last weekend in Hornchurch, and bro, it was just like six set after six set after six set, and like at the end of the show, all the comedians just looked at each other like that couldn't have gone better. Yeah, you know that was smooth because you hit that you hit that stride of everyone having the giggles, didn't it? Yeah, and it's just like we the the MC came on his first joke killed and it was just rocking and rolling from yeah. there onwards that w yeah shows like that oh man you can feel the energy in those yeah, yeah. those are the best shows yeah you can really feel an energy in the room and sometimes if like someone messes up they bomb and stuff like that it takes the mc some time if an mc is doing loads of time after your set it's not a good sign oh, okay because that means they're reviving the energy yeah that you ruined because i remember i remember when like i, I wheel it back to when i first saw you i remember your who so kojo went on first then it was the french girl yeah oh you got a very good memory man french girl and then it was you wasn't yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah so i remember i remember that i remember kojo smashed it french girl french girl, i i loved the french girl she was she was really good but i don't think a lot of people understood her jokes but mm -hmm. i got it and then you obviously smashed it as well and then there was a break and then there was the i can't remember his name skinny guy um, I remember Junior. He, junior. He was yeah, I love me. Junior. So yeah. like in in that three there, so obviously Kojo goes first, smashes it. The French girl goes, and then it's you. I mean, at that point, you've probably done like bear shows anyway. There wasn't that many people in the crowd anyway. Probably about thirty. So you've just felt it's my time to shine. Is that is that, yeah. always, is that always like your ego like going into it? It's just like this is my. I want to be the best. Yeah. 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 And some people say that's not a good thing, but I, I do want to be the best on the show. I think that's yeah. the thing you got to always want to be the best in your craft anyway. I want people to come up to me at the end of the show and say, you are my favourite. Yeah. Where can I follow you? Can I come see another? Like, that's what I want. Mm. You know, I want to, like, leave lasting impressions on people. Um, So, yeah, I do go with that mentality where I want to smash. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And some people are ashamed to admit that for whatever reason they want to just come and be like a team player and stuff. It's like, no, I want to come here and fuck shit up. You so know? Um, another question then: um, How? What is it like when you get? I want to. I'd imagine comedians get writer's block as well. Oh yeah, that's bro. It's so jarring, man. So Where it's is, like you like? go like two weeks and you haven't written a thing, and you're like, what is wrong with like? Have I just like? Am I not fun? Why can't I have funny thoughts? Yeah. And then, like, you get on momentum. I find, like, the best time to think of jokes is right after a set because your brain's fully in the gear for it. Mm -hmm. We're on a podcast now, but I, f I wrote a funny bit this morning because I was thinking about my set. So the bit goes... I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to try it tonight. But the bit goes, I don't think my dad knows how the internet really works. 
Because the other day he came into the living room and was like, I've been watching this documentary on the internet about this man who kidnaps women in his taxi. <laughs> I've watched 400 episodes. <laughs> right, like, and then I'm going to like build on it and stuff, right? And that joke came to me off the back of like a topic I was talking about last night, like while I was impro improvising. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I started thinking about that while I was walking to the station to come here. I was like thinking about the topic a bit more and I was like, hang on a minute, there's an angle there. Mm. And then it came. But it's only because I did that set last night that my brain was in gear to be thinking yeah. about such things, you know? I think it's also harder for comedians who have a day, like a proper, like, quite hard day. like if you're an investment banker and a comedian <laughs> like and you're which there are people who do that um and your job Stressful. is high pressure stress mm. your brain's fucking fried brain's fried there's no time to be funny yeah there's no time to be funny mm. those people i really admire and they'll have to those people are the type of people who sit down and have a writing session yeah i don't do that i don't have i'll have like I'll arrange with friends to like go to a shisha lounge or to like a bar or something and we'll sit down and we'll trade bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. But I'm not one of those pricks. They're not pricks, but they are. <laughs> um, who will sit by a window with a feather pen yeah. and be like, okay, <laughs> it's now time to be funny. I'm just yeah. going to write down funny things. That works for some people, fair enough, but not for me. So, so you get the majority of your inspiration just from... Random work, thoughts yeah, from and random conversations. Thoughts. So you very much just like notes, notes patch. I've got a thought, write it down. I've yeah. Got a thought, write it down. Yeah. Like, good, we're having a great conversation. This is going to help me write more jokes. Yeah. So, like, I'll, I'll maybe I'll watch this back. I'll see a clip and I'll be like, it's funny we said that. I'll send him an invoice. Yeah. 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you see that joke on Netflix. <laughs> um, He said it on the last of a yeah. podcast on the uh, 10th of June. If I, if, I, if I talk about you guys in my Netflix special, yeah. right? Just wait for the. Um, I'll wait for the check. Wait for the warning at the end that says. Any any reference to real people <laughs> are completely fictional. You know, comedians do. Have you seen those on like comedies and stuff? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Bro, every, I, like I was just saying, bro, yeah. I'll, I'll be coming. Get your bag. Time to pay up, boy. Yeah, it's also funny. Like, why did you think I was talking about you? Like, if I have a joke about like a guy with a bit of a lesbian haircut, and you go, "Oi!" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, interesting. How did you know? <laughs> interesting. How did you know I was talking about you? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> funny how that one got you <laughs> <laughs> so what's the um what's like the what's the goal because actually yeah so nowadays i don't think this was the like days before like when people would say like oh i want to do like madison madison square garden and blah, blah. yeah i feel like nowadays people are just like i want my netflix special yeah but that's going away as well now people are losing going away really? yeah people don't really care netflix has cut his um netflix cut back on its um comedy budget because they've been making a loss for too long they want to start making money um how there's easy, always going to be a new e thing how easy is it to, i mean not easy extremely how, how extremely really? difficult especially yeah. as a uk comic yeah there's like three or four uk comics yeah, with Netflix Mo, mo's got one mo james eckhurster um peter uh what's the scottish guy um oh no he's not scottish he's like fucking northern um Peter, Peter oh, K. His head's got, say his name. Peter K. Peter K. He doesn't, but it's not a Netflix special. Oh, okay. Just it's just special. being uploaded onto Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah, there's like three or four people. I think Mickey Flanagan's new one might be on Netflix. Um, that's just a. That's a, a handful of people. Like, yeah. Does Love at the Pollock still happen? Yeah, 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 and comedians still. 
Like I want to be on live at the Apollo, but it's just a bucket list thing. Yeah. Not because it may, it's, it might not necessarily change my life, but it's like something I watched as a kid and I'm now on it. You know, yeah. it's like a bucket list thing. What's the um? You don't and the money's good. You don't it's like fifteen k. I was gonna ask you, what's the biggest crowd you done? You done quite a massive crowd yesterday, didn't you? Yesterday was that was like average. That was like three hundred people. That's it's still six hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Funny way of thinking about it. Yeah. See, those are the kind of like dangerous thoughts comedians shouldn't be having. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, there's hundred people here. That's fifty-two eyes. <laughs> this is like bad maths. But like, that's the thing though. Like, I um find really really inspirable about like comedian stuff. Like, you get on the stage and like everyone is just fucking like that. Go on, perform. Go on, go on, you cunt. Is it? But it is though. Like that's oh, why you have I, to spit on them. I don't know. I don't know who you are. Make me laugh, boy. Did I um? Did I spit on you? Nah, by accident. You just me. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I spit a lot when I. I've got a bit of a lisp. <laughs> lisp. Yeah, they, they <laughs> crafted. It's a horrific word. word yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you came on stage and you were just like, oh, "Yes, I know. I look like the Asian chamber yeah, yeah, yeah. in between." Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Do you see it? <laughs> oh, Muslim friend. <laughs> Couple camel wankers. There you go. Oh, I remember, the I remember that just set the tone. I was fucking crying throughout the entire. Event. Yeah, it's it's a good opening line. It breaks the ice. Yeah, it's a good icebreaker. Was that someone? Did did you just look in the mirror? And be like, I've been getting mate. That show came out when we were like in year six, year seven. Yeah, I've been getting it since All the way then. I get it from teachers. <laughs> That's so bad. My science teacher came up to me in year seven. And was like, mate, you look like Jay from In Between Us. <laughs> you know how inappropriate that is. Looking back, it's, it's a good show. No one wants to look like Jay from In Between Us. It's not like being, oh, you look like Zach Evron. <laughs> you know? Of all the people you can look like, Listen, the can... bullshitter off Channel 4. In life, you just got to take what comes, innit? Oh, man. Got to take your flowers as they come. Oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> My only dream in life is to do like a joint like ad or something with James Buckley, the guy who played Jay. It's not, it's, I don't think that's it's far not far-fetched. Enough. I feel like just a big enough, t- this is the thing. TikTok and like Instagram reels and whatever else, you hit an algorithm, nice, bro. There's, they're gonna see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit changes so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm Hopefully, we got a couple of viral clips out of this. That'd be exciting. Let's. Uh, I think let's put a bit on. If I, when I edit that clip out of what clip, um, him looking like the Asian yeah. J from in between. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I think you do. If that does well, yeah. I want a slice of that cake. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's say I get. Hang on. Let's say I get like an ad from it. I will give you 10% of the ad money. That's decent. As a thank you. Between the two of us, Xavier won it, so fuck him. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck him. No, Xavier gets fuck all. <laughs> Did you guys hear about what happened to Xavier? I heard he's got chlamydia. I don't want to bring it up. Yeah. Again? Yeah, he's got it. It's bad. First time this year, isn't it? I, got, I spoke to him last night. Because, like, bro, got chlamydia again. Do you know what? I spoke, I spoke to him last week, you know? Really? We'd only just come back from holidays, what, for like yeah. five days, he said. Crap. It's been rough. <laughs> Literally, it's been rough. Yeah. It's just, it's just got a. It doesn't shower. It's the problem. It doesn't That's shower. Right. Head on the shoulders, but you know. All he does is slather olive oil over his body. It's the model. Got those fake models. It's the model thing. Yeah. It's not even that good looking. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Just about got a modeling contract. He's not even Indian. It's just he does that for yeah. to get jobs. Diversity. Yeah, yeah. He's actually yeah. from Grimsby. 
Grimsby. <laughs> what a place to be the from, isn't it? The only Grimsby. reason I even fucking know that place is because the... Um, what's Football the, team. Nah, uh, of course not. <laughs> the they beat Spurs in the FA Cup third round in 2005. What, why do you know that? Because... Grimsby. <laughs> no, yeah. Grimsby. Grimsby. I'll tell you why. Um... Because <laughs> I know it was the Sasha phone. Because a black phone. guy scored, right, the goal, winning goal for Grimsby, and I didn't realise that Grimsby had black people at the time. I was going to say, that's yeah. crazy. I, I thought it was going to be an own goal from Spurs. Yeah, no, I remember seeing it like on the newspaper going into school, and it just stuck with me. And then years later, I was like, I wonder what that black guy who scored the winning goal is doing now. He's a barber. <laughs> 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 He's a papa. I just looked it up. I, you know what, actually, look up now. Um, Grimsby upsetting Spurs FA Cup, and it will come up. I will. I will have a look. But the, yeah. um, I don't. I kind of wish I was a barber. Really? Yeah. It's good life, bro. bro they make money, man. They make mad money. My um. So when I used to, I I moved out now. But like when I used to live in. My hometown, which I'm not gonna pay out because my mum and brother still live there. But um, mm-hmm. there is a barber shop that they cut like Anthony Joshua's hair, bear of the Arsenal players, loads of the Spurs yep. players. They're making bread, and they're like, yeah. I've, we've had Kyle on the podcast before. I think he's like 22, 23. Mm. He, I remember him saying to me, he clears like like nine grand on a month. All right, so f- let's say how much is the average haircut these days? About thirty quid <laughs> for a man. Fucking good though, yeah. Yeah, how much you pay for your haircut? I pay 20. Okay. I'm, I'm very 20, religious on 20. 20, 20 to 25. That's quite cheap. Do you guys get your haircuts out of London? No, I get mine in London. And it's My, mine's not London. Mine's out of his Mine is fucking... I, yeah, you get a favour? Is that just his price? Yes, it's more It's more of I'm very friendly with him. Okay. That sounded so, so suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're sucking someone else for a haircut every yeah, now Yeah, my yeah. jaw's fucked. Yeah. So 30 quid. How many haircuts can you do in a day? 30 quid a haircut. My barber did 36 in a day. That was the most he did. That's but an average day. What are you doing an average day? 40 minutes a haircut, half an hour? Depends on what though, isn't it? Like, I'd, I'd honestly say they could do about two trims an hour. All right, two trims an hour. You're working eight hours a day. What's 30 times 16? That's 960 quid. Bro, there's... Investment banker contractors weren't making that money. Well, times that by seven. That in a week, if they'd done Monday to Sunday, that's six. That's six point seven. Times that by four, they could. They you could be caking re- it they if could you're clear busy. Twenty six racks a month. Yeah. Plus, you know when they do call-outs as well. Yeah, and yeah, those call-outs. Call are you, fucking. They are caking it. And this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I remember when we were in school. I think now, if I were to ask my like my younger brother, there there'd be like more op- opportunities for like barbering courses or whatever else, but. Well, no one wanted to be a barber no. when we were fucking 16, did but, they? Like, the no people, one ever said that. Yeah. Like, that was just I one think it's cooler now, though. It's, it's definitely so, it's cooler so now. Bro, you see, I, I remember I used to go to my barber shop, and they all wear crepes that I saved money for yeah. in the barber shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll be wearing Palm Angel this, expensive tracksuit that. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, let's go Libertine tonight after after a workshop. Of course they can. They fucking made like fucking like two, three yeah. grand in, in the day. Some barbers are doing too much at the moment though. Oh, the yeah. ones that wear the little like caveman, like light on their I'm heads, all with it though, bro. the if black you're... gloves, the apron. Yeah, wear all that. Wear all nah. That. nah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you, you want the experience, <laughs> bro. If you if you can do it, I want I want to see the golden the golden clipper. 
Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The black, golden clip. Black oh, gloves. So black good. gloves. I don't want the any nice, of it. The nice Louis Vuitton cape didn't come from Louis Vuitton. No, no, they're not making those. Louis Vuitton is making that barber cape. Our barber collection. That's our clientele. Twenty three, twenty four. That's what. That's where we want our brand to go. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. There's gonna be a Louis Vuitton Durek in a few years. Louis Vuitton like marketing meeting. Who are we targeting? All right, 25 year old South Asian boys with green BMWs. Yes, yes. That's that's who we want <laughs> wearing our clothes. But bro, I'm, they, they, but this is what I'm saying though. Like in, back in the day, they'd be like, oh yeah, go be a doctor, go be an engineer, go be a lawyer. These days, they're being bro, kick ball properly. Yeah. Be a barber. Make it to Love Island. Forget think, that. Be a gamer. I think people are so much more focused Easy on money. their freedom now, aren't they? Yeah. And freedom of that is like, because you be a barber, you could work fucking two days a week and lockdown still have a better life than most people. Lockdown like, changed yeah, lock, that. Oh yeah, lockdown yeah. had a massive. Like, if someone worked from home before the pandemic, oh, be that's sure. crazy. They smashed it. Yeah. Now, if people have to go to the office, they call it slave labor. Oh, mate, fucking, if you if you call me into the office for more than three times a week, I'm quitting. No, seriously, when we try yeah. and employ people, it's when we talk to them, they're like, oh, I want to work from home like at least three days a week. And then we're like, well, we can't offer you three days a week. And they're like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. I'm like, how the fuck have you, uh, why are you suddenly in the driving the norm, seat? The norm, the norm changes so quickly. Though, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of the best and worst thing that's ever happened. I think it's needed though. Because say like I'm I I, I live like, I live with my missus but like you have you have time to do like housework shit when you get to work from home two days a week or whatever else. If I if I was working five days a week, bro, I'd be fucking stressed. I wouldn't be going gym. Yeah, I you don't be... have time to do. Like, shit. you don't either. have time to do shit. Either the no. commute or also like say if you, if you're if you have an hour at lunch, but if you have an hour at lunch in your office and you're not doing fuck all, are you? If you yeah. have an hour at lunch at home, like there's so much shit that you could do yeah my missus right whenever she says i work hard i feel embarrassed right because she go. has a let's hate women no no no. <laughs> no 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 this is on this is actually this is me loving women actually this one for a change um after everything else that's seven this one because <laughs> they can't drive they smell i didn't say that it was like this woman <laughs> no um so she works a nine to five job and she goes gym five days a week, right? She wakes up at 6 a.m. to go to work. Bro, if I had to do that, I'd be a mess. Like, I can't. Comedy, like, but, oh yeah, but you do your gigs and stuff. That's easy compared to what you do. Just waking up at 6 a.m. Yeah, I wake up when I want. Room. I go tell some dick jokes and then I get upset if they don't pay me within a week, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Comic comedians can be very entitled mm. because you'd kind of lose reality with what other people have to do for work. Like if a com- like if I hear comedians go, oh, the promoter asked me to share the poster. Am I an animal? Like, <laughs> it's like, bro, our jobs are so much easier than other people's jobs. You have no, they like they've lost. Like, do you know what I mean? They kind of like some yeah. some of them have kind of like lost touch with what their lives could be. Yeah. If they had to do a job that they maybe didn't like so much. But it's so it's the same with the working from home thing. It's so quick to like change. When you find like the comfortability and of the pros of your job, it's very much it's very quick to and you can't even blame people yeah. to be like, nah, I like this. Yeah. Fuck the cons. I wanna work on the pros. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, I pay me in a week. Um give me as much possible for as as little work as possible. Mm-hmm. 
why why aren't you why aren't you going to ask for that? Yeah. And it's hard it's hard to tell people to change, but um It's we, a bit of a depressing thing to say, but we're all going to die in it, so. Big facts. It's kind of weird, man. I think about that quite a lot. Yeah. yeah let's let's finish on that um <laughs> on on that last yeah. topic. But like, die at some point. Are you scared are you scared of death? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't want to die. I went Why? through right, a, I went through a thought process like recently where I couldn't fucking get it out of my head. So like if I couldn't sleep, I kept thinking that's fucking weird, man. Like I can't compute the fact that one day like I won't be here but everything else continues. Like I I just could, the only thing that ever got me out of it was I like I was like googling shit. <laughs> like, mm. The only thing that ever got me out of it was someone saying just the same as you don't remember anything before you were born. Like, you have no concept of what that was. That's what happens when you die as well. But, like... Big facts. That, that's the only thing that got me out of the thought process of, like, that I can't... It's almost like closing your eyes and there's nothing, but you wouldn't know because you're not conscious to know that there's nothing. Okay, so why are you scared of death? I'm worried that I'm going to be in the queue for heaven and I'm going to see one of my mates from school who was an incredible person ahead of me in the queue way better person than I ever was. And I see them get to heaven's gate and get denied and sent to hell. And then I have to wait in the queue for another two hours knowing damn well, I might as well just start walking to hell now. Let's be honest, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm it's not looking hell. good, is yeah, it? it's a terrible jump shot. Just, uh, if, I was, if I was a better man. <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon that, you know how like, there's different religions like Islam, Christianity, Judaism, right? Do you reckon when we go to heaven, we're going to find out which religion was true and all the people from the other religions are going to hell? Do you reckon like the Muslims who are go all going to heaven are like going to the Christians? Way! <laughs> Definitely. Wanker! <laughs> you wasted your time going to fucking Sundays, you knob. Like proper like Sunday league football kind of <laughs> like, who's the dickhead? Who's the dickhead? Who's the dickhead going to hell? Who's the 100%. dickhead going to hell? 100%. <laughs> Just go down the escalator. <laughs> I don't know. Well, like, so you don't just, know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I've just, I feel like I'm not scared of death because it's just, it's part of life, I guess. Like, I don't, I try not to stress on things that are going to happen anyway. Like, just enjoy the time that you have until that point. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't know when death's coming. Like, I could fucking get up now and I've had a few magnums and I could call it a day. But yeah. if I'm constantly worried, if, if, to be fair. Yeah, that'll be a good clip. But um, if, if I'm constantly worrying about that, bro, I'll be fucking, I'll, yeah. I'll be living in hell. There's a beautiful naivety of being our age. Ignorance is bliss, man. Yeah. Have you guys ever, um, have you guys seen, uh, heard the song Johnny Cash Hurt? Nope. So it's um, a song by Johnny Cash and it's basically the last music video he did and it was a cover of the song called Hurt, right? Recommend you listen, it's a really good song, right? And the song is about regrets at the end of your life about like giving your giving your everything to maybe a career or to a person or to a thing or to a religion or an idea whatever you want it, whatever it means to you and you coming to the end of your life and realizing i neglected the things that really mattered and johnny casting in it in his perspective it's about him giving himself to his career and neglecting the people he really loved and you see johnny cash was a rock star like our grandmothers probably threw panties on a stage at glastonbury at johnny cash or something do you know what i mean wild right thought. yeah like they're oversized world war ii knickers <laughs> right johnny cash has got them in his in his memorabilia right 
and you see an old Johnny Cash, like a weathered old guy, and they like the music video is so nicely done because they showed the frailty of his hands and like his smashed up records and his mm. old house and he's looking through the window and stuff. One of my biggest fears as someone who works in entertainment is that I'm gonna achieve everything I wanted, and then eventually you realize that I'm uh, that you've neglected other things. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And that's that's the price you pay. You know, like there's. You guys follow boxing? Yeah. Eddie Hearn, who is quite a funny character, <laughs> mm-hmm. he said it's nearly impossible to be as successful as you want in your career and also be the perfect father and perfect dad. There's going to be a trade-off. Big fact. And that's kind of scary. But you know what the best thing is? Is that, thankfully, in what we do, we're going to leave a trace on the world for the rest for the rest of the people to see, to say this was... LSP, this was Rushan, hmm. whatever else. We're leaving our clips up, we're leaving our, our good content up. And on that note, thank you so much for watching the last of the podcast. I'll be myself, David. Lee. Big Moo Moo the thirds. Ah, can I um Yeah, shout out, shout out anything you want. So because my name is too hard to um for people to look up, right? Apparently if you change your bio name, you can still keep your Instagram handle. Okay. Didn't know that. And people can search up your bio name. Didn't know that. So now, from now on, instead of trying to spell my name, please look up the Camel King and you will find me. <laughs> the Camel King on Instagram. And you'll see a little <laughs> Turkish boy holding a microphone as a bio picture. I've loved this podcast, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's been good fun. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, hit up hit our, hit our, hit our streams. Mate, I'm fucked. <laughs> hit up our streams, Spotify, Android, Apple Music. We're on everything. Big love to Big Moo Moo. Yeah. And Deferred. love and guidance, man. Clementia. <laughs> <laughs>